Enjoy all your favorite sports like never before at BetMGM. Signing up and playing is so easy. Simply sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. When you register with BetMGM, you can get instant access to a variety of parlay selection features, live betting options, and the best daily promotions in the business. And with BetMGM at your fingertips, every play and every game matter more than ever. Place your money line, prop, and parlay bets with the king of sports books today. Sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets. If you don't win your first bet, that's right, up to $1,500. Again, sign up using code Buckeye and receive up to $1,500 back in bonus bets if you don't win your first bet. BetMGM and Game Sense remind you to play responsibly. 21 plus in President Ohio, subject to eligibility requirements. Rewards are non-withdrawable bonus bets that expire in seven days. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER in partnership with MGM Northfield Park. That's 1-800-GAMBLER. What's up, this your boy Lil Duval, and check out my podcast, Conversations with Unc, on the Black Effect Podcast Network. Each and every Tuesday, Conversations with Unc podcast feature casuals and in-depth talk about ebbs and flows of life and the pursuit of happiness. Unlike my work on stage, I tap into a more serious and sensitive side to give life advice and simply offer words of encouragement, yet remind folks to never forget to laugh. Every Tuesday, listen to Conversations with Unc, hosted by Lil Duval on the Black Effect Podcast Network, iHeartRadio app, or wherever you get your podcasts. Presented by AT&T. Connecting changes everything. With AT&T in-car Wi-Fi, elevate your adventure by transforming your vehicle into a reliable Wi-Fi hotspot. Connect up to 10 devices up to 50 feet away from your vehicle, making it ideal for camping and road trips. Don't miss out on the fun. Embark on your next adventure today. Visit att.com slash in-car Wi-Fi to check if you're eligible for a free trial. Always pay careful attention to the road and don't drive distracted. Wi-Fi hotspot intended for passenger use only when vehicle is in operation. Compatible device and vehicle required. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. See for yourself when you sign up today and get $150 in bonus bets when you bet just $5. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Bet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Terms and conditions apply. You're listening to Fox Sports Radio. Oh, what's going on, everybody? Hope you're enjoying your Saturday. Ephraim, how big are you into the majors? How big are you into the masters? Um, When Tiger's playing, I'm into it. If he's not playing, I can care less. Really? Yes. So you're not uh, you're not into it right now, is what you're telling me. Oh no, me. no, 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 not at all, <laughs> not at all. Hey, but guess what? The first day uh-huh. I was, even Friday, I was like, oh okay. And I woke uh-huh. up this morning. Let me ask you something about golf telecast. Sure. Why do they insist on not putting it on the TV when it's actually happening? Because you can figure out everything that happens prior to the, you know. T- television starting so what are you watching it online in terms of the leaderboard no, I mean, you're watching you, you, the leaderboard before you know think about it like this think about if the if that uh 76ers cavaliers game was mm-hmm. being played but it wasn't on tv uh until the fourth quarter started then they started it from the beginning <laughs> think about right, that I, is that how much the delay is, though? I mean, it's ridiculous. Like, by the time it came on, Tiger Woods had already done, like, 13 holes. Mm. 
So it's like you've been looking at it scroll on the bottom of the TV about what's transpiring, but they won't put it on television. Mm-hmm. Doesn't that seem a little weird to you? It's a little weird. Like, I get it. If like it's, you're watching, you know, like you're gonna watch an event beforehand. You're gonna watch an event that's already been taking place for a couple hours before it's broadcast on television. Golf the only thing that only live sport that does that. So my I, question I that, is why? Yeah, I know in stages it is. I don't know why they did it like that for Tiger. I don't know, but the rest of the day it wasn't delayed as much. So I don't know. I don't know why. So whoever's in the first group in the first groups, yeah, they don't. It's you, earlier in the day. Yeah. Right? So why not just have it on? I don't know. I don't know what the explanation is for that. There's some red tape in terms of I I don't know I, I really don't know I know there's a legitimate answer for it can't be if it's the amount of money it costs if it's the amount of coverage you're allowed I don't know man I it's 2018 <laughs> I can't imagine there's red tape that would prevent them from putting it on if they wanted to put it on like broadcasting live maybe because <laughs> watching live golf as it unfolds from the beginning to the end is so boring no one would <laughs> stay around. Because you well, know they're they're, gonna, they're always yeah. going because you would have to wait from go from T box to T box right, to T right, box. Right. That and, would be very slow. Yeah, but at least they should have an option with all the channels that you have and all of these cable outlets. They should uh-huh. have an option that if you want to take the whole ride, then take the whole ride. You know, it would be interesting if they did that. If it was I. I think about NASCAR or IndyCar. They used to have where it would just be that specific driver. And yes. there'd be a channel for it. And you could watch, like, in, you know, inside the car. You could hear their radio communication. You could do all that stuff. Imagine if they did that for golf. That'd be amazing. If they had the Tiger channel, and then they had the Rory channel and whoever else. The funny Can you imagine is, how nasty that would be that in would terms be, of the ratings? That would be amazing. But DirecTV used to have something like when they did the, the uh, when Tiger went, his, he was in his heyday, and they had the, uh, like, the, uh, whatever tournament it was, say the Masters uh, channel, they would go, it's like in 700s or something like that, and yeah. it would have, it would be like uh, the first group, you can go by groups, and then it was always one square that was like Tiger. Uh-huh. Like no matter what was else was going on in the other <laughs> squares that you can tune to, it was one for just Tiger. <laughs> right, right, right. It was kind of like Barry Bonds, you know, they, when he was still playing baseball, they would always show whatever his uh, hit total was that day. It would right. be on the scroll. They would have that. But I think that would be really interesting because we know, we understand that Tiger Woods moves the the needle like nobody else. But how how embarrassing would it be, in a way, for, let's say, Patrick Reed is leading this thing. He's minus 14 right now. Smoking Imagine if there was one channel devoted to Patrick Reed and just one channel that was devoted to Tiger Woods. And Tiger, who's, you know, in plus territory right now, just trying to make it back to even. Imagine if he is just smoking the leader of the Masters in well, terms of the be. ratings of his one channel. He would be. I he mean, that's, be, not even yeah. a, that's not even an argument. That's not even it an argument. It would be for Patrick Reed. If it was for, let's say, Jordan Spieth or Rory Same McElroy thing. or Same one of these thing. names. Wouldn't even matter. Smoking them, though? Smoking. Smoking them, like Smoke. not even close. I can guarantee you the network that's carrying the Oscars, I mean the, the Oscars, the Masters, mm-hmm. were praying that Tiger made that cut yesterday. Oh, absolutely. They were There's like, no oh, my doubt. God, please, please, yeah. please, please, just any, make it plus 
10. We'll know we'll get him in if he's plus 10. <laughs> and when he, uh, what, I think he birdied the last hole. They got him to four under, uh, and he made the cut. It was just like, whew, and maybe tomorrow he'll get up and he'll nothing. So going into tomorrow's finale, we'll just see how big the buzz is. Mm-hmm. And I get it. It's the Masters, right? It's the the end-all, be-all. I understand that. But the fact of the matter is the needle's not moving if Tiger's not in contention. And being uh, plus four, shooting even today, that's not going to move the needle tomorrow. It's like he not. Would have it's to, not. He would have to shoot a, a 41. I don't even know. I mean <laughs> – it's just not going you have to ego every have to ego every hole. <laughs> He's got nine albatrosses today. Right. Tiger has shot at thirty seven. <laughs> like <laughs> I think it's a fascinating conversation though, just just with what you said. The fact that we're debating whether Tiger at plus four, if he had a third round camera just for him specifically, if a major name like Jordan Spieth, or let's use Rory McIlroy. He's the best. He's the best name because he's in second place at minus eleven. Let's say that he was leading this thing. The Rory McIlroy channel, it, it wouldn't be anywhere near the Tiger Woods channel when Rory's minus eleven, and let's say he was leading compared to Tiger plus four, nowhere in sight. No. I, I can't imagine it wouldn't be anywhere in sight. I would say Tiger most likely would still be outrating Rory, but well, nowhere at that in point, sight. will it even matter whether he's has one more viewer than or a hundred more viewers? Does it really matter at that point if he's not in contention? He's at forty. He's tied for forty right now. Uh huh. So you mean to tell me one more person decides to watch a guy who's plus four? Or plus five on the plus four on the evening on on the start of the next day over the guy who could possibly be the next young gun to take over golf. Just one more person is still an insult. Well, I just think that it's. <laughs> I understand what you're saying. I got you. We understand how much of a draw Tiger Woods is. I just think, I think he from at times we can even blow out of proportion just how much he moves the needle more than the other guys. Really? I really do. Really? Ask, I do. Uh, just, ask just Nike. In this, in this scenario. Right have, have a conversation with Nike. See if, <laughs> see if we're blowing <laughs> just, it out of proportion. Ju- no, just this specific thing because, look, the ratings went up 136% in one of the previous tournaments with Tiger being in it and involved. And I'm not disputing how much he means in general to the ratings. He moves the needle like nobody else. But I'm just saying, was anybody going out of their way? I mean, just swarms of people going out of their way to watch Tiger shoot even par today and stay at plus four, you know? The black people were. (laughs) Issa Rae, the star of a a, a tremendous show, uh... (laughs) She was asked at an awards ceremony, "Are you who are you cheering for? Who do you want to see win?" She made the greatest statement ever: "Cheering for everybody black." I'm rooting for everybody black. <laughs> who said that? Issa Rae. What does she do? What's her claim to fame? She is a writer, a director. Uh-huh. Uh, I mean, she's extremely talented. And her thing was, hey, I'm rooting for everybody black. This was at the Oscars, I think, or something like that, or the <laughs> Emmys, or the, you know, something. 
it's funny. It's hilarious. Racist. I'm looking up her picture right <laughs> Thank now. You. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. I'm look, the only one look, that's look, like, you couldn't say on. it here. Look. That's so funny, man. Just, look, he, said, yeah, he, could. he said something. Steven Spielberg, who are you rooting for? Anybody white. Yeah. Just anybody pasty. That's who Racist. I'm rooting for. Yeah. Just that's anybody. That's an interesting hell to take right there. <laughs> Eight seven seven ninety nine on Fox. Gavin, he didn't number. want to say anything before Papa Bear did anything. He was just like, uh, "Can I step Papa in? Just can I step into ho- this conversation?" Yeah, yeah. He's just hovering over the microphone button. I was waiting for for Papa Bear to throw his two cents in here. You know, see if we he could really ratchet Papa Bear this thing with us. He rolling with it. <laughs> hey, he controls the buttons over there. <laughs> I have no comment on this topic. Here we go. Here we go. <laughs> I got no comments. The, the politically correct right Papa Bear now. I love it. It's great. That's funny. Uh, it's Brian Noeni from Salam. We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Coming up next from the Geico studios, a denial that seems believable, but do... Ephraim and myself believe it. We'll dive into that. Brian No, Ephraim Salam with you right here on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. So, Ephraim, I, I really want to get your take on this whole Thomas Davis situation with the Carolina Panthers. And uh, he, he broke the news on Twitter, actually, where he came out and he started off breaking the news to all of his fans by saying this. I was informed that um, I tested positive for a banned substance. Um, I was completely caught off guard by this. Um, I've never in any way done anything to try to intentionally cheat the game. Okay. So he says he's never done anything intentionally. First off, when you hear this story, when you hear the denial, do you – are you prone to buy it? Do you want to buy it? Or do you hesitate and say, I don't know what to believe? Well, um, I'm conflicted a little bit. Mm-hmm. Because as a former professional athlete, uh, I've never tested positive for anything. I've never put anything in my body. I didn't even like supplements. Right? Like, I didn't even like protein or whey protein. I, I just... I remember creatine was a big thing. Everybody was taking creatine. I didn't like any of it because I didn't know what type of effect it would have on my body. Right? I didn't want to mm-hmm. be out there playing in the game and my heart beating off fast. I think I'm having a heart attack because I had a, you know, whatever. So I stayed away from it. When I hear guys talk about, well, I don't know what I put in my body. I don't know why I tested positive. Um, It baffles me a little bit we've already been informed that if you go to certain vitamin places to buy whatever supplements you're you're buying that's a risk you're taking mm-hmm. because if though the, the places where those vitamin shops where they sell multiple array of of vitamins and products and and, and all of these things there's no regulations on from the NFL standards on how these uh, pills or are, are, are shakes or whatever are packaged. So you could have a tainted bottle of a, 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 a supplement that's completely legal 
uh, by NFL uh, standards and rules, mm-hmm. but because it was packaged and bottled in a facility that also bottled and packaged something that's on the ban list, there's cross contamination. So once they said that, I'm like, oh, I'm good. I'm not going. I'm never going to get anything from there because I don't even want to take the chance. Mm-hmm. Like I'm not going to go get a multiple, a multiple, uh, multivitamin from GNC because I just don't know. You, I don't know. So I took it upon myself to not put myself in that situation. If I did want a supplement, I would go to our trainers and our training staff. Now, right. if they gave me something that caused me to have a positive drug test, it's not At on me. At least you got an excuse. It's, you got a it's reason. Not a, it's right? not even an excuse. It's not on me. Yeah. I can't get banned for something the team gave me. Like, that's not going to ever happen. So when I hear guys like, hey, and of course, I don't know what the particulars of this story is. I don't know, you know, what his reasoning is for the, the positive test. He says that it was uh, he took a supplement for over seven to eight years that was an estrogen blocker that triggered the positive test this time. Like he's taken this supplement for the, for years, almost a decade, and never tested positive until now. Yeah, I'm good on that. Like I don't know, I don't know what that is, right? Like, and you got to remember these drug tests are random unless you're in the drug program. And you've had a positive test. These drug tests are random, and I, I'll I'll explain to you how random they are. Uh, I guess I had been playing for, I guess I was in my eighth ninth year. My wife and I went on vacation after the uh, end of the year. We were in Rome, and I get a phone call saying, "Hey, Ephraim, how you doing? I'm I'm good. Who is this? This is such and such from the NFL uh, drug program." Just want you to know that you have a drug test in the morning. Where are you? Are you at your home in Los Angeles? I was like, no, we're actually uh, on vacation in Italy. We're in Rome. And he was like, oh, okay, I'll call you back. This is weird. They were trying to find someone that they could trust to to collect the sample when I was in Rome. That's how serious they are with it. Yeah. Yeah, like, it's that important. It's that serious, and it's that rent. Like they will just pop up on you. They will pop up. Hey, I'm at I'm at your house. I'll be there in five hours. Right. So you have to always be aware. You can't like okay, I'll take something and then I'll get it out of my system before the drug test. That's not what happens. Mm-hmm. We only have one drug test that we know about that, and they and that's for you know street drugs. Sure. That's sure at the beginning of the training camp. Right. So if in this day and age, if you're still getting caught with positive drug tests, then you're not doing something right. You're not doing well, something I mean, right. You're, you're yeah. not being as as cautious as you should be. Right. You're like, not being careful for the dummy at, test and training camp yeah, as you, far you, as that goes. Yeah. You just you just not, you're not focusing enough on it. Right. Right. So yeah. I never took anything because I didn't. I mean, I'm like, I'm not about to take this. I don't know what to, what's in here or anything like that. Like I said, if I wanted something, I would go get it cleared by the medical. They would get, issue issue it to me. If you need something, right. you can go to them and they can get it for you. Well, that's the thing is I've never in all my years covering the NFL and loving the NFL and paying very close attention to the NFL. I haven't heard a guy who gets popped 
and test positive for a banned supplement say, look, I told the NFL, I cleared it with them. They said it was okay for me to take this. I took it, and now all of a sudden I've got this this positive test. That's all that happened. Like, like I said. I haven't heard them say that. So it's readily available for these players. They will let you know if whatever you're about to take is legit. And to your point, Ephraim, as long as they clear you, you can come back and say they cleared me. Exactly. And if but there was something that was wrong with that exact supplement, it goes back to the company itself. You have to also, when you have that conversation with them, they will let you know. Okay, this is not on the ban list. We are not, we don't know this company's practices right. in terms of their packaging and bottling. Yeah. Right? This is something they'll let you know. So mm-hmm. because we are not, because we haven't done the research and the investigation into the company where this is packaged and made, then it's on you. Yeah. Right? Because they did a deal with EAS, supplements. They went. They looked at their factories. They did all their research. They did all of their investigation, and they cleared that EAS, the facilities that they you know package and create these supplements, fits the standards and the guidelines uh, for the NFL. That's why that group was sanctioned by the NFL. They're not doing that to everybody, right? right. So if you right. continue, if you get something passed, and they tell you, "Hey, look." If something happens, you get a tainted sample. That's not on us. Mm-hmm. That's not on us. And I understand right. that. I mean, I get that. I understand that. So for me, I'm like, yo, look, I'm I'm cool. Now, this player can go and he can take whatever dose that was or whatever bottle that came out of, and they can test the other pills in there or shakes or whatever type of supplement it was. And if it does register positive and it's not supposed to be, then that's a lawsuit he has with them, and then the NFL will clear him. Right. You know how long that takes? Oh, it takes a while, man. This is uh, a little bit more of this video. It's about two minutes with Thomas Davis, the Carolina Panthers linebacker. He's going to be suspended for the first four games of the season, tested positive for a banned substance, and this is part of his um, explanation video, if you will. I've taken the same supplements for the last seven or eight years and never had any issues. Um, been tested numerous of times over the years while taking the same stuff. And, you know, unfortunately, this is some of the things that happen when you, when you take um, supplements. Okay. Uh, that's what he chalks it up to. I just, it's one of these, from we've been down this road so many times. So many times. I just can't automatically believe anybody who says, I didn't do anything, I'm innocent. As much as I would like to, and I'm not sitting here saying that Thomas Davis is lying through his teeth, I'm just telling you, after Ryan Braun and Marion Jones and the list goes on and on, I can't listen to an athlete say, it's just a supplement, I'm not a cheater, and say, it's just a supplement, he's not a cheater. I can't go to that place. You're right. You're absolutely right, and it's a shame. It's a shame it's like that. But that's exactly how it is, and you're not alone in that feeling. Yeah, you're not that. Think about Lance Armstrong. Oh, think gosh. about all right. It's just like yeah. uh, anytime somebody. And the reason I say that is because yeah, mistakes happen. People are falsely accused all the time, especially uh, when it comes to performance enhancing drugs or whatever. But it never happened to me because I made sure I didn't put anything in my body that wasn't supposed to go in there. 
That's right. the bottom line. Like I just yeah. didn't do it. Like he I didn't go. In, I didn't yeah. go to Mexico and eat a whole bunch of meat and then come. <laughs> like I, I'm just, I'm just not gonna do it. Yeah. Like if I and even he, heard of something like that happening, I'd be like, oh, I'm, I'm doing, I'm, I'm no, doing no, fish. Yeah. I'm doing yeah. fish the whole, the whole time you I'm down take there. Take precautions. I'm not doing. He that. even says this in his video. He says, "I know we're ultimately responsible for what we put into our bodies." And that's it. That's exactly it right there. You're ultimately responsible. And if you didn't clear it with the NFL and you're taking a risk with with whatever you're taking, yeah, you might be like, what? I can't believe there's anything in this supplement that triggered a positive test. Well, okay, but you didn't take the necessary steps to at least clear it with the NFL. So ultimately it does come back on you. To be fair, might not mean that you're a a complete cheater and you're – knowingly cheating the system. And but using you didn't do DEDs, what you were supposed to. You did not. You were not responsible for what you put into your body. That's the bottom line. It is. It's completely the bottom line. It all boils down to that, man. And he's going to be off the field for the first four games. And at the end of the video, this is interesting, total misdirection. He says, eh, it might not be my last season <laughs> because he had said that before. Right. It's just like, hey, don't look over here. Let's let's change the subject over here. I might be sticking around a little bit longer. <laughs> but, I mean, I just, I wish we would be able to know who's telling the truth and who's lying because I would hate for someone who's innocent and just was careless isn't branded a cheater when they're not. But there's no way to tell you for sure. You don't know. I think I know yeah. what happened. What happened? I think what possibly, happened? just possibly, maybe, his steroids were tainted. That's funny. Get out of here. <laughs> What's wrong with you, man? What's wrong with you? That's why we hit limit his mic time. <laughs> Get in where he you fit in, Playboy. PEDs. Is I that mean, what happened? He's yeah. just interrupted a grown-up conversation <laughs> with his antics and shenanigans. Thanks for destroying d- the segment. Papa Bear, appreciate that. It is funny in a way, though, Ephraim, where this is the second video where, remember Cam Newton, how he had the apology video after the comment to Jordan Rodrigue, the the reporter there in the Charlotte area, where it's just Cam talking to the camera, telling his side of the story, apologizing. It was the same thing with Thomas Davis. This is like the Carolina Panthers policy right now. It's like, oh, dude, that's just something wrong. Just apology video, put it on Twitter. More players will be doing that because now, with the access with social media and all the fans, you can talk directly to them. Yeah. You don't need a press Instantaneously. You can just talk directly to them, and it comes off as more sincere that way because it's like, look, I'm at home. You know, I got my pajamas on, got my onesie on, and right. I'm sitting here talking to you, <laughs> letting you know what happened and apologizing. That's right. It's very effective, man. It is. Um, but – uh, someone else who is uh, very effective, and I don't know if Steve DeSager is in his onesie right now. Is he in his onesie? Or no, is he actually, his, uh... what struck me in the is last he... couple of minutes was let's limit his airtime, which actually <laughs> goes exactly what you started off talking the show about with the Masters and its limited airtime for actual yeah. golf. Yeah. And this is because the rich white boys at Augusta are very, very protective oh. of how much their event, which they own and always will, how much gets out over the year. Keep in mind, until Racist. the mid-90s, what, until there was not even any women in two recent years. Forget the whole white comment. Right, right. In, and remember when they had the protests... And wanting a women member finally at Augusta. What was Augusta's response? Okay, we're going into a new century. We'll consider it. No. When they <laughs> said, we're going to boycott your sponsors, Augusta's response was, 
fine. Show the whole thing with no sponsors. We don't care. We have enough <laughs> money. That's how they view all of this. So until even the yeah. mid-90s, they didn't show any of the first round or any of the second round. And now ESPN has those first couple of rounds. They just got their highest rating of the last five years for these first two rounds, averaging three and a half million viewers Thursday, Friday. That number tonight from Richard Dice, who just went to the athletics. So the answer to your question for the Masters specifically is the Augusta National Golf Club. How about hmm. that? Interesting. Right. It's their club, man. It's like they say, it's our club. It's our rules. We do what we want to do. Absolutely. Yeah. And while you're here, get out. You know, you, you've heard of the rules that they have for That's even ridiculous. patrons. Because you can't, you can't even call right. them fans, for crying out loud. It's just, No dilly wow. dilly. Yeah. No, what else made the list? No baba booey. No yeah. uh, hit him with the hind. It's just, I, I get the impression that there's some old man with white hair tapping his foot saying, how soon are these commoners getting off the grounds on Sunday afternoon? <laughs> don't worry, don't <laughs> worry about year. it. Don't worry about it. It's going to be changing uh, the guard pretty soon. Can't live forever. Uh, well, yeah, okay. Next century, I guess. Patrick Reed leads the Masters by three strokes over Roy McElroy, who shot a third round 65. Tiger Woods shot a third round 72. He's still tied for 40th place, four over par. Phil Mickelson is down to a tie for 50th, seven over par. Let me update you on the Phillies game right now. They had two grand slams in the first three innings against Miami. It was 9-1 in the third. It's now Phillies 17-1 over the Marlins, and it's only top of the sixth inning. 17 runs in the first five at Philadelphia. So it looks like, I'll go out on a limb, looks like the Marlins are going to fall to 2-6 and six on the season. The Dodgers have a 2-5 and five record. They have retied the game at San Francisco. It's 4-4, bottom of the seventh. Kenta Maeda on in relief. He had his start from last night, rained out. The Cubs won with four runs, top of the ninth, 5-2 at Milwaukee. Kansas City and St. Louis with wins. Seattle and Detroit with victories. Mets won. They're 6-1. Yankees got a victory. Boston won again. Red Sox are 7-1. And, and if the Pirates win tonight, they'll be 7-1. Pittsburgh leading 4-1 over Cincinnati, top of the fifth. One final note from the end. NBA with the regular season ending Wednesday night. Clippers gagged again today, losing 134 to 115 to Denver, which is 1-5 in a row. So the Clippers officially eliminated from the playoff race. It's a fun nugget based on that final, Steve DeSager, Andy from Salam, as we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com. Or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. Something to do with gambling, I'm guessing? It is. You're right on the money, Steve. (laughs) I've heard the the show before. Yeah. Yeah. Here's the scenario. This traces all the way back to like week one or week two of the NFL season. I had a two-leg parlay. One part was Dalvin Cook. I took the over as rushing whatever uh, total in one of these early games, right? And I tied it to the season win total of the Denver Nuggets. <laughs> and it's wow. 45 and a half. So they've just caught fire lately, right? They yes. caught fire. I'd make it up words, cotton. That's cotton. how hot they, they are. They, they, they caught in fire. They are winning one close game after another. They caught in fire. <laughs> they caught in fire. They won five in a row. They got to split these final two games, and I win. I win my little $50 two-leg parlay. You know, they're tied with Minnesota for the last playoff spot. The last game is at Minnesota for them Wednesday. Yeah. Yeah. So they just got to squeak out one of these final two games, and I'm good to go. Okay. I'm good to go. And you win $50? (laughs) That's a really odd combination. No, it would be I laid 50 to win. Gosh, it would be like 
one twenty five somewhere around there. One hundred and twenty five dollars. Yeah, you may need to go to a meeting. One hundred and twenty five <laughs> American dollars. Yes, you may. Yeah. Need to go to a meeting. What made yeah, you combine <laughs> these two disparate things and say, "Okay, that's my"? I'm going to go with what Xander Shoffley shoots in the final round of the U.S. Open and. Also, total wins for East Carolina this football season. <laughs> I just liked the Nuggets over. I liked the because it's it stunk. It was uh, I can't remember exactly, but the way they grouped them together, they grouped them with other teams that had just no business being at the same win total as them. So I, I just whatever it just stood. It stunk. I thought the over was going to hit, and for some reason, I t- I tied it to Dalvin Cook of all things. Right. I'm like, what? Oh, I don't. Yeah. Need, that's really random. A game, not his season. Yeah. Fortunately, you're saying. Yeah, just one game. Okay. Just one game. The over total. I'll get it for you. I don't remember what game it was, but it was early in the season. I know this is going to change your mind. Uh, just change your world here today once you find out what this is actually about. But, um, yeah, we need them to win one of the last two games. But how about these standings, though, Ephraim? You look at everything going on in the West. Man. The Thunder got a win, man. They're not even in the playoffs yet. They right. got this huge game tonight against the Rockets. But one of these teams is going to be on the outside looking in, either the Thunder, the T-Wolves. And you think about the Jimmy Butler injury and all right. of that. They he's look back, like though. a shoe-in to be in the playoffs. Yeah, he's back. He played well uh, last night. Oh, yeah, he's back, but he missed extensive time. That's right, what I'm saying, right. though. And, and then Denver, who's just been on fire lately. You've got, goodness, you've got five One, teams two, three, that four, each five. have yes. 45 wins apiece. That is crazy. It's insane. That's crazy. It really is, man. So, so it, it's really about to shake out. Like, okay, we got action. Like, this is, this is really about to, we got one week. We got a, well, yep. a half a week, less than less than that. Where we have uh, Wednesdays, the final season, the fi- final day, right? Right, and you're talking these teams have two or three games left to play. It's like I'll try to explain it where it isn't confusing. Now, all five of these teams have 45 wins. Both the T Wolves and Denver, they have 35 losses. The other three, the Pelicans, the Spurs. The Thunder, they have 34. So they've played one fewer game than the T-Wolves and the Nuggets. So that could be to their benefit. They're in a better spot right now. Um, So we'll see. I mean, if uh, if you're talking about the Pelicans, they have Golden State today. Then they have uh, here at the Clippers on Monday. And then Wednesday they finish it off with San Antonio. And I'm sure that's going to come into play because they are currently tied with San Antonio for that position, for either fifth or sixth place right now. They both have the same record. So all of these games coming down for those five teams are going to mean something dramatically. Mm-hmm. Like no one is like, oh, okay, all we got to do is – no, you have to do it all. You have to you have to close it out. Yeah. Which Absolutely. makes for great basketball. Oh, man, it's tremendous it, yeah, right now. Yeah, because so many times, especially in the NBA and over recent – years those are throwaway games right guys are resting uh we got to get ready for the playoffs and we everyone has to play everybody has to play so it's no resting it's you got to you got to step up to the table uh put your all in there and then roll into the playoffs with some type of you know 
winning winning pedigree. You got to win to get in, and I I like that. I, right, I really like that. And, I do too. I like look, this race, and you can throw the Jazz in there because they are at forty six and thirty three. I know. You look at the Jazz; they're the four seed right now. Yeah, bad couple of games stretch. You could be seventh, eighth seed. You could or be on the ninth, outside looking in. Or ninth yeah. seed. Or right. at home saying what happened in four days. I know. It's wild, man. Um, by the way, Ephraim, if you, if you care, let's test your acting skills because I know you don't care. Let's see if you can act as if you care. Okay. <laughs> okay. I mean, I'm married, um, so... That's oh, a, oh, man. Wait. That's a, that's a, a given. Happily married, I should say. That's a, oh, so that's yeah, a there it is. There's those acting skills. I like that. That's good. <laughs> um, it was week one of the NFL season. Dalvin Cook, the uh, total for his rushing, the game against the Saints was 67 and a half. I took the over. He rushed for a buck 27. Mm. So we just got to get the Nuggets That's to win amazing. one of these final two games, and we win this bet. That's amazing. Yeah. How was that? It was convincing. It good. was very good. convincing. See that? I told you. I, I, hey, I work. I practice every day. I practice yeah. every day. You do. Hey, man. Big things coming up. All right. So uh, coming up next from the Geico Studios. You might be uh, one of these people that says, hey, who cares who sneaks into the playoffs? It's either going to be the Warriors or the Rockets who move on. If you're one of those people, there's a really good argument to make that counters that. We will make it coming up next. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam here with you on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. You know, we're just talking about these upcoming NBA playoffs, Ephraim, and... You might say, well, hey, who cares who sneaks in the bottom of the Western Conference? They're not going to get anywhere. It's not like the Thunder are going to end up in the NBA Finals. They're not going to go through the Warriors and the Rockets. I get that, but here's the thing, man. It's not just about this season. They got this guy called uh, Paul George that they're trying to lock up and keep around. What do you think the chances are of keeping Paul George in Oklahoma City if they miss the playoffs this season? There's a lot more writing on it than just this season. Right. A lot more. Yeah. I mean, to the naked eye, it just looks like, yeah, you know, the playoffs will start and all of this will be, but the, the ramifications of the teams that don't get in. Sure. Right? That's what we're talking about. The ramifications of the teams like New Orleans Pelicans when they had, you know, DeMarcus Cousins and they got Anthony Davis. They, some some decisions have to be made. Teams like San Antonio Spurs with Kawhi Leonard, obviously he's not happy there, hasn't been playing, even though he's cleared for uh, uh, by the team doctors. What's going to happen there? What if they don't get into the playoffs, which hasn't happened since 94, I think, I, I believe. I think it's 97, 97. I think it's right around where, yeah, Tim o- Duncan. Oklahoma yeah. City, like you said, Paul George, will he sign there? What's going to happen to Carmelo? Is it time to part ways? Is it time for a new strategy? Because yeah. it would be obvious it didn't work, right? Yeah. So, yeah, it means something. These last four days mean something for not just who gets into the playoffs, but what the team dynamic will look like next year. Absolutely it does, and <laughs> – we're just looking at it, I know from a fan's perspective, you're looking at these teams chasing Golden State and the Rockets. 
But if you're the team on the outside of the Western Conference playoffs looking in, it's way beyond that. You're competing against the Blazers and the Jazz and the Pelicans and the Spurs. and the, There's a lot of stuff to weed through before you even think about getting to the Rockets and Warriors level. Right. Yeah, it is. And But once we get past all of that and the playoffs start, so let's say today the playoffs started. Before any of these games are, are, are finished, before the OKC Houston game or the um, uh, Pelicans uh, uh, Warriors game, before those are over, if we started the playoffs right now, it'd be Houston uh, with the one seed going against Minnesota with the eight seed. I'd like to see that. Sure. I mean, I'd like to see that. A healthy Jimmy Butler, Houston, uh, they've only lost two games since the All Star break. I mean, mm-hmm. I would love to see that. That's a good series. Then you have uh, two-seed Golden State Warriors against the seven-seed Oklahoma City. Right, possibly with no Steph. It looks like no Steph at this point. Why wouldn't you want to see that, right? <laughs> That's a great matchup, uh, right? Sure. You know, Kevin Durant going against Westbrook. Uh, absolutely. I'll sign yeah. up for that. And then yeah. you have the three-seed Portland, Tr- Portland Trailblazers going up against the San Antonio Spurs. All right? Not a flashy series, but still good basketball. Yeah. And then you got the Utah Jazz against the Pelicans. I mean, all of those are good series. All of those are intriguing. I'd like to see that. Right. And that's the Western Conference. It is, yeah. And I think if you look over at the East, I think last night's game between the Sixers and the Cavs, that was fantastic. We need to see more of that. (laughs) I would love to see that as the the Eastern Conference Finals. We need to see more of that. Yeah. That was amazing. that's the way it would be based on the seedings right now. And that's what's crazy is – that would be the best matchup of all of the Eastern Conference playoffs. Without a doubt. Without no doubt, a doubt about it, man. Yeah, because Toronto, as it Washington, right now, as yeah. I'm, 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 nah. cool. I'm cool. Yeah, Toronto, Cavs, second round series. I'm hey. not changing my plans to right? watch. Like, I'll watch it. I'll catch know? it. If I'm there, I'll I, catch it. <laughs> so you know? Yeah, I've got the TV on. Or I'm looking for some, Okay, I'll watch that game. I'll I, I check it out. Yeah, but is it like you got to change plans? You know, you got to, I don't know, Boston, Milwaukee. rearrange everything? No. Boston no, no, with no. no superstars. Just a no. bunch of guys. Yeah, because no Kyrie. He had successful knee surgery today. By the way, the minimally invasive surgery that we right. were talking about a couple right. of weeks ago yeah. didn't turn out to be so minimal. No, it never is. <laughs> it, it never, never is. turns out that way. That's right. So, yeah, Boston isn't sexy. Indiana, the Heat, the Bucks. I mean, come on. It's yeah, Philly the and the Heat. Yeah, I, I would watch Philly just to see the process continue. Yeah. And yeah. then Cleveland and the Pacers. Are you kidding me? No. no Lance no, Stevenson against LeBron isn't enough for me to tune into that. Yeah. He's going to have to blow on his face way <laughs> a lot of times for me to get intrigued with that one. It's, it's the upstart Sixers against the Cavs. That's easily the best matchup of all of the Eastern Conference playoffs. And it's a three versus a four seed. You yeah. Know? This this is a – man, this is going to be good if yeah. we get that matchup. Yeah, if we do. I, that's the matchup of the Eastern Conference playoffs. There's Absolutely. no doubt. Coming up next from the Geico Studios, would jail time actually be a good thing? You know, Ephraim, it isn't often that I would make the argument that jail time is a good thing. It's pretty low on the uh, on the list right there that I would make that argument. But I think it's actually a good thing if, and I'm not expecting this to happen, but Conor McGregor is facing jail time. If he went there, which I don't believe he will, 
it'd be for a very, very short sentence after the whole melee, whatever you would call it, on Thursday night, right? I think it would actually be a good thing to just heighten his image as the bad boy who comes out of jail, now he's coming back into the octagon. I think this is one of the very, very rare occasions where it would actually serve him well and actually help the UFC if that were to happen. You agree with me? Um, I don't know if it'll help the UFC because I'm not sure that type of stunt was indicative of somebody who's a, a, a real bad boy, right? Mm-hmm. Like, when you watch the, the, the footage when it was all edited together, didn't it look pretty – I mean, how many camera angles – did they have? Yeah. Right? Like, it was edited. It was cut the way it was supposed to be cut. We had different angles. Right. Well, like, everything. Had a camera on the bus with the fighters everything. on Everything. <laughs> yeah. Right? Sure. So, to me, I don't know because, I mean, what's the draw in the UFC right now? Tell me. What's the draw? It's it, not there. It's Conor McGregor. You got That's no Conor. Thing. You got no Ronda. I mean, Connor no made Bones enough Jones. money. I, no Bones Jones. Connor Connor made so much money in that Floyd Mayweather boxing match that I don't even mm-hmm. think he wants to fight or need. Or, well, we know he doesn't need to fight again, but he doesn't want to fight. If he wanted to fight, he would have fought already. Right? That was a year ago. Right. It's been a long time since he's been in the octagon. There's no doubt. And guys are uh, saying, like, hey, man, either defend your belts or give them up. Go do something else. So to add more fuel and more oomph to the UFC, all of a sudden this stunt comes out and he's a raving lunatic and he's crazy and he's throwing, you know, a a hand dolly through the window of a bus. And did he take it too far? Yes. Do I think it was orchestrated? Also, yes. Yes. Can I ask something here? Go ahead. Because I've been hearing this a lot. Um, yeah. So you just said he makes he doesn't need to fight again. He's got all this money. Why would he do this as a stunt then? Why would he even owe Dana White a, a way to sell a pay-per-view? It's really not about him. It's not about right. Dana White. It's just about heightening his own persona, right? It's just but getting why? the attention for him. Because like no one is talking about Conor McGregor. This puts UFC 223 on the back burner. Like the 223 becomes the oh by the way story. It's all about Conor McGregor right now. So, it's, it's, so you're saying it's a brand issue then? Yeah, he's the, he's supposed to be yeah. the, the bad guy. He's supposed to be. I'll yeah. take any challenge. I'll fight anybody. Right. But I, I just. There, I have a thousand questions. It's the one sport that you can fight someone if you have a problem with them. Exactly. That's so, exactly right. So you, don't, I don't get you attacking other. a bus full of yeah. UFC fighters who are getting ready to fight. Yes. Like what? Where does that? What? What? Like that's fair, and that's exactly what Dana White said. But it doesn't have to make sense for doesn't. Conor McGregor to do it, right? Right. And, and I he think, can still do both. He could still fight the guy after he gets all this attention for doing something wild. I, I think what happened was it got out of hand. It was supposed to be a show of aggression. Get the people talking. Have something to talk about other than the boring fights that were, that were going to happen uh-huh. today, which had some of them had to be canceled because of the injuries. Right. Good job. In the middle of Masters weekend and WWE WrestleMania, all that stuff. Good job. 
you not only didn't do what you intended to do, but you actually hurt the UFC by doing <laughs> right. this. That's right. Yeah. Because now it's replacement Three fights. fights got yanked it's ridiculous. Because of that whole it's thing. just yeah. stupid. Right? Yeah. Think about that. Are you going to order that for $64, $65? No. no shot. No. no Not shot. a chance. No. But, but the thing but, is. But I tell you this. But what would have happened if he would have just showed some aggression, all the cameras would have been on Conor McGregor in the arena after what transpired, right? Mm-hmm. He went too far. He can't come in now. Right? Like, he won't I'm, be. He can't come to the. If he shows up at the fight and Dana White allows him to come in, he's, it, it just, he shows up like Hannibal Lecter right, with but the think mask about, on. But and think everything. about the story. Think about the story. Connor was upset the other day, and you know, and so on and so forth. And and here he is now at the arena. And right, you, you just add on to it, right? Yeah. Oh, this must mean he's getting ready to fight again. He probably oh, yeah. comes into the ring after a fight, announces what he's gonna do. Yeah, it, 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 it's not happening now. It's not happening now. Well, I still think they they can win overall with this thing. I still think that Conor McGregor, he's the main draw. Well, you're about to get sued. We all know that. So, Right. Okay, get sued, get a little bit of his money away. All right, fine. You know, if he still wants to fight. and ho- If you're the UFC, that's what's strange to me is Dana White going all in, just completely calling him out as if he isn't the cash cow. Dana White acts like this is some like third string offensive lineman or something. This is you got to remember Dana White. This cashed, is UFC man, and Dana Conor White, McGregor is by far the calling card. Dana White cashed out already, man. All right, well, you got to remember. Wait, okay, fine. All so, right, he's still the UFC it, president. It, it, it is what it is. Right, right. When he steps away, when Roger Goodell leaves the NFL, he cashed out. Right. So okay, it is what it is. Yeah, I'll do my my job until I don't want to do this anymore because I've already been compensated. But at this point, it's like, hey, look, man. He's still it, tied it, to it. He, Of course he's tied to it. He helped create right. what it is. He wants to see it be successful. Uh, yeah, I'm sure he does. He's not trying to tear it down. It's just it's an interesting tactic to take where he is so outspoken about this is despicable. I'm not helping this guy at all. He's going to get sued like crazy. Like, he's just going off on this guy. You know? Yeah, I'm surprised right. he isn't trying to, hey, you know, he was out of hand. He can't act like that. Hopefully we get this thing squared away and we'll see him in the octagon again pretty soon. He took the exact opposite approach. We don't even, I mean, I really don't even care if he fights again. <laughs> well, okay, but here's the question. Who do you care about? That's, that, that's a great question. Right, and that's the problem. If you don't care about anybody but <laughs> Connor, really, we need Connor then to make a buck. Yeah, I get it, man, but yeah, that's not how you do it. I, I will yeah. say from the, some of the stuff I've seen, it's, it does seem like he's made big enemies out of like everyone that was rooting for him. Of so course, he, there's, de- there's definitely a heel turn going on here. Like, so like in terms would, of what? The funny thing is, the funny thing. Listen, listen, fans. Yeah, listen to this. Like, I don't see anybody fans, that's supporting really? him after this. He really I'm took. A, he really took a playbook. You got to remember, got a whole country supporting him, so he'll be fine. But yeah. he really took a I back. Mean, iron, he iron. took a, a page out of Floyd Mayweather's book. Right, we know that. Hate me. I want you all to hate me. Right. Those who love me, those who hate me, you still gonna pay me. Right? That's right. 
that he became, even when they were doing their tour and their face-off, and he was more Floyd than Floyd was at the time because you don't need two Floyds. Floyd was like, you go ahead, take it, run the show. <laughs> right. Right? Seriously. He was just standing yeah. there. He listened to him go crazy, throw money at him, and all kinds of foolishness. Right? And then Floyd knew. He was like, I'm going to play my part in this. You play your – you be me. All right? You be me on a disco round. And then after it's all said and done, Floyd walks away making three, $400 million for one ridiculous fight that he could never lose. Right. Conor McGregor makes $100 million. His largest purse prior to that was, I believe, $3 million. At what point do you be like, I'm going to get right back in the octagon? Why? Sure, I don't know why you would be itching to run back in there. So, but now what he did, what Floyd never did, was Floyd was never out of pocket like this, right? Mm-hmm. He made himself hateable during the course of promotion and all of that, right? Floyd is nothing like that when it's not a fight being promoted. He's nothing like that. Right, but Connor Conor McGregor is. has taken on – he's walking around the streets <laughs> kicking over trash cans. Right? I know, so, man. So that, 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 that is not resonate. You're, you're doing it wrong, man. You're do, I get it. Yeah, you're the bad – no one cares when you're not promoting a fight. That's the problem. I, he's not I don't know, a, man. He's not promoting it's a fight. It's not as if this didn't become a news story. It's not as if it didn't get any attention and nobody talked yeah, about but, it. But and not all a that. good news story, yeah, though. Yeah, he just looks it's like not a, a good narcissist. News story. It's, it's like, what is this idiot doing? That's, yeah, that's not what you want. And because he is a fighter, that's what makes it so transparent. It's like everyone sees through it. You, you've been dodging Khabib for years, and now you just want to throw a dolly into a bus to make a news headline. Now you're going to get sued by 12 different entities and maybe he will be looking for a fight that's listen to you you sound kind of like a lawyer right now listen to you entities he's got he's already i've already read about all the sponsorships he's lost and he's got come on man he's he's doing it wrong that that money's not gonna last forever after all this so that's let's hear what uh let's go to the phones here real quickly because nick is in lansing wants to chime in on this what's going on nick how's it going man you know uh morris most Sports talk radio show don't know enough about MMA to say what you just said, and that was actually extremely educated. That Connor has actually been running from this guy Khabib for years. Nobody knows this guy's name because he can't cut a promo. But I mean, it's been years of every time Khabib, who is the boogeyman of the lightweight division, every time he gets injured in a camp, Connor will start tweeting about how he wants to come back and defend his belt at lightweight, and then Khabib will rip someone's head off. And then Connor will instantly talk about, let's do a catchweight bout with Nick Diaz at welterweight and try to just get out of the division for the next nine months. Uh, this move by Connor, this whole mayday, this was all just Connor doubling down and turning a really bad situation into the best possible situation. There is a 95% chance that Khabib walks out tonight with Connor's lightweight belt and Connor can't dodge him anymore. And Connor's trying to save face. By messing with the bus and everything, he's guaranteed one of two things. A long suspension by the Athletic Commission, and hopefully Khabib might lose his belt before Connor ever has a chance to defend it. And then you can talk about how he just never got the chance to beat Khabib. Or an enormous fight in Russia where Connor's almost certainly going to lose, but he's going to make another $50, 60000000 million. So this was just a massive 
really smart PR move by Connor to pretend like he hasn't been running from Khabib for two years. Well, we appreciate the call. I do love the quote from Khabib after this whole thing where he says, Ephraim, he says, of course I want to go outside, but they don't let me leave the bus. He knows this. I love that. That dude. And he is relentless. (laughs) Khabib is insane in the octagon, man. Too bad nobody's going to watch. But to sit here and think that I mean, Conor McGregor got into the ring with Floyd Mayweather and literally thought he was going to win, you know? So, so to sit here and think that Conor McGregor is shaking in his boots about Khabib and he's got to throw a dolly through a bus to avoid him, it's a stretch. I just think he, he got the promotion and the bad boy image wrong. He's just taking it too far. You're taking right. it too far, right? right? You're taking, yeah, you're the notorious Conor McGregor. Yeah, 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 we get it. But you got to play within the guidelines, and that's one thing Floyd always did. Say what you want about him. He was a true professional. He knew right. how to market a fight better than anyone on the planet Earth ever. That's right. Right. I'm and talking it didn't about cost him ever. money. It made him money with Floyd. Un- Floyd made Bo- himself money by made. being a trash talker. He didn't cost himself he money by doing that. He would never do that. Right. And that's right. the point that Conor McGregor is missing. He is right. actually buying in to the persona he's created, which you never do. I mean, let's right. not forget that Conor actually did this, or he claims he did this, to protect his friend. Whatever. Loyalty. Now, I'm not saying he should have done it, but I understand. Really? Yeah. Loyalty got that guy tossed from the cards. Once this again, should be, once... I think we should end. We should, like, whatever our segment is, Ephraim, we should go to Papa Bear for, no. like, the Jerry Springer thought at no, the end of it. We will you know? not. And let's all be no. good to each other. <laughs> <laughs> it's Brian Noah and Ephraim Salam coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit geico.com for a free rate quote. The dynamic that we have in the NBA, we might actually have the same thing in the NFL when it comes to the standings. We'll explain. It's coming up. Brian No, Ephraim Salam here with you on Fox Sports Radio. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. You got to get to Hooters and try the new smoked wings. It's a whole new way to crave wings. And with all the taste and half the calories, you can eat twice as many. Hooters, get over there. So it was something interesting. I can't take credit for this, Ephraim Salam. Right before the show started, Nick Wright, he's the technical producer for the show prior to us. And we were just talking about the NFL. And actually, it's funny because he came on and he was like, you know what, I still can't get over Ephraim getting the Rams having a great season last year right and you getting the Raiders having an awful season last year, right? He'll tell me that all the time. He's like, I can't believe you both got it because I thought you were both crazy, and both things happened. I told and you. So hey, look, just, man. Yeah. And people gave me so much. The whole year, we were, we were talking about, I made this prediction in the preseason. Uh-huh. After yeah. two preseason games, I was like, whoa, this kid is is something is different. I, I just – I mean, I spent my whole life protecting quarterbacks. So when I'm watching the game, I'm watching the game different, right? I'm not looking at if the pass is – I'm looking at the demeanor. I'm looking at the control of an offense. That's why I went all in 
on Jimmy Garoppolo during mm. the season when he got his start. I went all in on him because I can see it. Not, I'm not talking about as a fan. I'm not talking about anything like that. I can see the effect a quarterback can have on an entire team, not just the offense, but an entire team. And that's why the 40, when I was on the radio, I was doing Sundays, I said in the middle of the uh, – after his third start, I was like, if I'm San Francisco, I lock Jimmy Garoppolo up right now. And mine was – I believe I said I would do a five-year deal for 124, uh, $124 million with, I don't know what, 45 guaranteed or some, something like oh, that. Oh, gosh. That's a – yeah. It's a legit I said that deal. before the season was over for him because I knew just watching him – Watching him take a team that everyone said had no talent, had nothing, defense was awful, offense was awful. They have no – one guy gets inserted into this team, defense playing better, offense playing better, team looks better, everything looks better. It takes a special individual to be able to have that type of effect. And it just doesn't start in the games. I'm talking about at practice, in the uh, locker room, a, listen, he's in the legit, meetings. Man. Right, yeah. and he's I, poised and, back there. He's and, cool in the pocket. And everybody was, and going back to the Rams, everybody was writing Jared Goff off. He's a bus, right? That was way too early for well, that. But well, you're right; that was the mainstream opinion. That's what it was because, but yeah. no one wanted. They wanted to talk about it after the fact that Jeff Fisher was a huge reason for that. Everybody right. wanted to talk about it after. Well, you know, Jeff Fisher always did that to quarterbacks. You know, <laughs> That's right. No, they were all in the, the, the on Jared Goff bust. Come, no come offensive on. line, That's weak ridiculous. receivers to throw to. He's done after a couple of starts. <laughs> it's crazy. Right. So, but that, way too much. But that's how media, that's how media, it's like a yeah. wave. It ebbs and it, it comes in and it goes out. It comes in and it right. goes out. Right. But, but you were just, right on the Rams. Of course. You were right on them. I know what I, and I, you know why? Because I know what I'm talking about, playoffs. Right, and I was right on the Raiders. Yes, I was you right were. on them having a bad season. Yep. But we were starting to talk about the NFC playoffs. So this is right before our show starts today, Ephraim. Nick Wright, technical producer. And we're looking at the NFC, and we're just talking about what the Rams have to deal with right now because Nick roots for the Rams on the NFC side. He's a Chargers fan. He roots for the Rams on the NFC side, right? So we're starting to look, and we're like, well, you get Kirk Cousins over there in Minnesota. That's going to be tough. Cousins is there. Get Aaron Rodgers back. Philly's the defending champs. Maybe Dallas has a resurgence. Then you look at the NFC South and all of those teams. And he made the point. I'm not going to take credit for it, but he was like, the NFC is a lot like the Western Conference in the NBA, where you think about just the gauntlet you got to go through to get to the Super Bowl. A lot of quality teams that you have got to get through to get there. Oh, it's about to go down. Really, it is. Can you go as far as to say the AFC is the Eastern Conference? Yes. <laughs> you can say that. Yeah, you can. You really can. Because we'll, you got the Patriots, you got the, you got the Steelers, got and the- then what? Jacksonville? Yeah, I'm not. Who do you I'm, love I'm, in the AFC West? I'm not. I'm not doing the Jacksonville thing with uh with Blake Bortles. No, not feeling it. Huh? No, I don't know if he can duplicate that. You got to remember, they won a game where he threw for 86 yards passing. <laughs> he ran for more yards than he threw for against. Yeah, he the ran Bills. for 87 yards. Like I can't. <laughs> I'm not going to sign up for that. For your, and you got to remember, Jacksonville had a last place schedule. They were sneaking up on people. 
this was a perfect opportunity for them to do something in free agency or at the draft to really get a quarterback. They chose not to do that. And I mm-hmm. get it. Hey, Blake Bortles did this for us. He got us to, okay, but he's still been the same guy. You can't tell me that I'm going I'm not going to give someone $53 million that he passed for 87, 86 yards in the game. How about, he how passed about the for, Texans? Uh, he passed for less than 100 yards twice last year. I'm not going to How about I'm not the Texans, though, with Deshaun Watson coming back? That's going to be – that's going to be – you know what? J.J. Watt, that, that, that AFC Merciless. It's going to be nice because you got to remember, guess, guess who else is coming back? Andrew Honey Luck. Badger's the new guy in town. Andrew Luck's coming back as well for Indianapolis. Andrew, yeah, so just things too are, many holes st- on st- that roster. Still don't know what, what – um, Still don't know what we got in 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 Tennessee. What, what yeah, Mariota. What Mariota. Let's see if he can uh, not, not quite sure yet. But in not terms sure. of the Texans, in terms of the Jacksonville defense, and in terms of ha- having Andrew Luck back, we've seen him do it with less. We've seen Andrew Luck do it with less. Now, when he broke his way into the league, they were rebuilding across the board, and a dynamic quarterback can get you right. to places. That but you, is he that guy anymore? Well, we will have to see. You know, we'll, we'll have to see. I t- would you take him? I'd take him right now. Oh, I would absolutely I would take him. But so, that roster, I sure, yeah. sure wouldn't take that roster. <laughs> <laughs> that roster is rough. They're just building it up, man. But Chris Ballard, we'll see what he can do. He's got to knock it out of the park with the draft. And it's a smart strategy to move back and get those three second rounders from the Jets because that's what you have to do. They're not in go-for-it mode. That roster is so bad. You just have to upgrade the talent with young draft picks. That's the nucleus of your team, and that's what you have to do. So that's what the Colts are going to do. I don't think they're going to be a major player. But all of a sudden, that AFC South, which used to be a complete punchline, when you look at Jacksonville, Tennessee, and Houston, if Houston's able to stay healthy, Man. they could absolutely make some noise this year. Yeah. They- so I, I can't go as far as to say it's the Eastern Conference, the AFC. It's definitely weaker than the yeah. NFC with the quality. But well, we have teams. questions. We got a lot. We got a lot more questions. It's a horrible analogy. The Eastern Conference. That's a horrible analogy for one reason and one reason only. No one in the Eastern Conference cheats in like in the AFC, <laughs> and we all know that team that cheats in the AFC. <sighs> you just cut your mic there. <laughs> and it rhymes with Patriots, okay? I, I, <laughs> I kind of like this new format, Ephraim, where Papa Bear comes in, offers his thoughts at the very end of a segment. Oh we just keep goodness. it moving. Cherry on top. We've given him too much power. <laughs> uh, someone who we could not begin to give enough power, Steve DeSager. <laughs> or you could just do this at the end of every segment. Just run the buzzer on a loop and just turn that up every time he turns his mic up. <laughs> It's pretty much the same reaction you're giving him, right, every time he speaks on this show? Right. Maybe a cricket sound as well. (laughs) It is pretty consistent and therefore quite funny, actually. Maybe we could have the dolly going through the bus window to indicate Papa Bear. You know, just that sound effect right there. We could do that. More like The the funny thing is he controls the sound effects, so. That's true. (laughs) He's literally going to pick the one he wants. We have no power over that. Surprised he didn't get the cheater sound effect on short notice know, there after the Patriots yeah. reference. Cheat. There we go. Okay. <laughs> Patrick Reed is the leader at the Masters by three strokes over Rory McElroy, who shot a third round 65. Ricky Fowler's in third place, five back. Tiger Woods shot a 72, still tied for 40th place. It has just ended in Philadelphia. Final score. This is baseball, by the way. Phillies 20 to 1 
over the Marlins, who fall to two and six on the season. The Dodgers are two and five, but they're in the tenth inning, tied four-four at San Francisco. Reds just one and five this year, but they've tied it up four-four at Pittsburgh. Now bottom of the seventh. Padres are scoreless at Houston in the eighth. Padres record just two and six. Yankees and Mets each one. Boston won again today. St. Louis and Kansas City with wins. The Cubs got four runs in the top of the ninth to win at Milwaukee five to two. Chris Bryant went three for three and two walks. By the way, in that Boston win, and the Red Sox are seven and one. They beat Tampa Bay 10 to three. Xander Bogarts a two-run double and a grand slam for his six RBIs. Now to the NBA update with the regular season ending Wednesday night. A couple of teams that are bunched up in the West standings, 45 wins each, each playing right now on the road. Thunder leading at Houston late first half, 56-50. Pelicans, final seconds before halftime, leading at Golden State, 67-65. Denver won its fifth straight today, 134-115 at the Clippers, so the Clips are eliminated from the playoff race. And finally, the NHL regular season ends for most teams tonight. 15 games this evening, then one tomorrow night. Philadelphia has clinched a playoff berth. Tampa Bay has tied its game 2-2 at Carolina, under eight minutes to go. Back to you. Steve, I've uh, done some more crack research about my Nuggets here who need one more win for me to hit the over on the season win total. Yes. They are hosting the Blazers on Tuesday. No, 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 Monday. They're hosting the Blazers on Monday. Blazers not yet locked into the three seed, right? That's pretty punched up in the West. Yeah, it is. Well, tonight's game, I think it could lock them in if the Blazers are able to beat the Spurs. It's probably going to lock them in. I have to double check that. But we're hoping yes, for the Blazers games, yeah. for it, yeah, right. for it not to count. So hopefully the Blazers will rest everybody. Is what I'm hoping for. Oh, it's come because to if that. the Nuggets don't <laughs> win that home game, they're on the road against the Timberwolves, possibly for a playoff berth at stake. So you're saying as long as they're playing a G League team this next week, <laughs> things are fine. Yes, yes. All right, that's what I'm hoping for. So we got to have the Blazers beat the Spurs tonight, right? Can we make that happen? We? What's this? We sure. white man. <laughs> Let's let's make our uh, let's pool our resources here together. <laughs> Brian, no, Ephraim Salab, we're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save fifteen percent or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call eight hundred nine four seven auto. The only hard part figuring out which way is easier. Steve has he's played the race card a couple of times tonight. I like it. This is a new feisty Steve DeSager. Hey man, here, we got Ephraim. an edgy show here. That was the yeah. old Tonto joke, you know, polarizing. <laughs> I like it. Um, by the way, Ephraim, um, speaking of that, with the Western Conference playoffs coming up around the corner, right after the Nuggets beat the Clippers, I was watching NBA TV, and Rex Chapman was on, and he said that he thinks Nikola Jokic, who is fantastic for the Nuggets, mm-hmm. he called him, I love this nickname, the Pasty Boogie. <laughs> he says very similar to Boogie Cousins. He's got the outside game, the inside game. He's on that skill level, and they he just you know added the pasty part to it. I think that's a funny nickname. You like it? It is a funny nickname. Will it stick? Yeah. No. No, it won't stick. No. So here's the question, Ephraim. With all these teams trying to get into the Western Conference playoffs, as a fan, who do you hope is the one team on the outside looking in? Um. Well, for me, it's it's already happened. So, what know. the the Clippers? Yeah. Okay, <laughs> we got them out of the mix. I'm not, I'm not here for the Clippers, man. Not here for the Clips. No. I'm... Of of these five teams, one's got to go. 
just as a fan, just in terms of first-round matchup and what you want to see, entertainment, all of that stuff. So four through eight right now are including the Nuggets. So do, are we are we including the Jazz as well? Well, or, I, I I excluded the Jazz, thinking they're going to make. Okay, we could make it six teams. We don't we don't know because I mean we don't know. Yeah, that's fair. half a game that's separating fair. them. Okay, so let's go. Um, I'll just name these teams. All right, mm-hmm. Jazz. You want them in? I can live without them. Okay, you could live without them. Pelicans? Yep. I want them Spurs? In. Yep. Want them there. Yep. Thunder? Of course. Got to have them. Yep. Yeah. T-Wolves? Yes. Want them. Nuggets? Yeah. Could do without them. I can do without them. So out so of the six? In your book, it's between the Jazz and the Nuggets. Which could you do more without? The Jazz. Really? Yeah. No love for Donovan Mitchell. Donovan Mitchell is nice. But oh, dude, he's I've killing never, it. At, growing up as a Laker fan, you know, and, and back in the heyday, I could never cheer for Stockton and Malone. Like, I, that was just, it's not happening. I got gotcha. you. It's not going to happen. All it these other back teams, a while, fine. Yeah, it, it goes back. It goes back. <laughs> uh, you know, it's a, it's a great question because. What about you, and though? And this to me, yeah, I. You don't want to see the Jazz in the, in the. You don't want to see that. They're fun to watch at home. It's a tough place to play. Well, it, it really it, it is. It definitely is a tough place to play up there. Yeah, but do you really want to see the Jazz? I mean, but is there a big difference between the Jazz and the Nuggets? No, no you know, no, not really. I, I really don't think you could go wrong. This is to me. You know what? In life, you got to look at things either glass half full, glass half empty. Right? Mm-hmm. Choice is up to you. So I could look at these playoffs and say, who cares about everybody but the Rockets and the Warriors? Because we know at the end of the day, those are the two teams that are going to be standing, duking it out. That, to me, is taking some of the entertainment value away from yourself. Why would you do that? Look at it glass half full and say, man, these up-and-coming teams like the T-Wolves, the Nuggets... The Thunder, where are they going to be? I want them in the mix with Paul George. I hope they win tonight so we can get them in the playoffs there. You know, I want to see how these teams, I know they're not going to win it all this year, but I want to see how much they fight and how far away they truly are. Yeah. For the seasons to come, right? And and that's the litmus test. You want to see, you know, all of the things that we talked about at the beginning of the season and when free agency hit and all of that and all of the moving pieces start to happen. We wanted to see how it was going to work out, right? What type of teams would these, you know, these clubs be with the movement that they had? And yeah. I don't know about you, but I'm pleasantly surprised. I really am. I mean, the Blazers came from nowhere, nowhere. out of nowhere, <laughs> right? And yeah. and we're talking about teams that don't have a big three, right? Or don't have one of the top four best players in the league. I mean, hell, three of them are on one team. Mm-hmm. You you know what I mean? So to me, I'm I'm excited about these teams clawing and because I do remember you saying as a GM of a team. Uh-oh. Uh, don't, oh, I hope you don't misrepresent my argument here. I'm not here. going to misrepresent I'm going to listen closely. I'm going to listen closely. I didn't, misre- I didn't misrepresent it Uh-oh. then, I'm, and I'm not doing I'm it listening. now. I'm listening closely. What you stated as a GM mm-hmm. is we're not going to 
beat them right now. Uh huh. So let's not cash in and go get some talented players. It's you not said quite that. what I said. What? Oh, no. Really? You're going to lie to I'll, the people? I'm not lying. I'll remind you what I said. Please it's, remind me. It's close, but it's not quite what I said. Okay, let me know. I said that the Warriors are looking down at everybody else. You said that? You did say that. Go ahead. So don't mortgage the future right. to try to beat them now. You said you're not wait. Gonna. You said wait for four years. No, no, no. What no, did no, you no. say? What did you say? I said, what I just said, don't mortgage the future. If you can upgrade your team, like the T-Wolves are a great example, Ephraim. They brought in Jimmy Butler, and they didn't mortgage the future. This wasn't a Nets-type deal to right. get Paul Pierce and KG. That's a good move. There are plenty of moves. The Even the Rockets getting CP3. It was a good move. It didn't mortgage the future. It's not like it cost them down the road, and they're going all in right now. That would have been a stupid move. So I have no problem with trying to upgrade your roster and make it better. It just can't come at the expense of hurting you down the road you, because the chances are not in your favor right now anyway to yeah, beat the Warriors. Yeah, what you were saying was don't compete with them right now because no matter what you do, you won't be able to compete. That's what you were saying. And I was like, no no GM and no team is going into the season like that. Like We're not going to compete with those guys, so we're not going to try in add pieces? Oh, no. I just didn't I, understand that from you. I don't know why there's such a disconnect between you and me with this argument <laughs> of mine. I don't know why. It's, it's just to say you're looking at it and you're like, man, they're going to be tough to beat. It doesn't make sense to go all into the point where it hurts us next year, the season after. It just crushes us. Why would we go all in? For the off chance that even though the odds are dramatically not in our favor, that it's somehow going to work out. That's just a bad bet. Yeah, and we were specifically talking about the Celtics, right? Remember that? Before everything happened? Same thing with Gordon Hayward. They brought in Gordon Hayward, and that wasn't mortgaging the future at all. Yeah, I was like, hey, they can you know bring pieces. You were like, no. No, no. Why would you do no, that? Golden no. State is talking to town. I wasn't. Got three I or four wasn't. more years, and then that team would be split. I'm like, what are you talking about? I'm like, these dudes are professional. I, I remember saying this to you specifically. These guys are professional athletes. You mean to tell me, as a GM, you're going to go into the locker room and be like, hey, they have that type of team over there. We're not going to be able to compete. I don't want to give up or try and add pieces to compete with them until no, that, no, you were no, you were making. It I don't sound know like, why you thought that's what I was saying. I don't know what. I don't know how to break it down to the point where it's like if you can upgrade your roster without mortgaging the future, without it costing you down the road, do it by all means. Do it. Try to improve. Try to get better. You never know, right? Do that. But to the point where you're throwing away first round picks and you're going all no, don't do that. It's not the time to do it with the Warriors towering over everybody. Okay, man. Yeah. Does Papa Bear have a have one final word on this whole thing? Yeah, Ephraim says that uh, he's not here for the Clippers. Well, you know what? Neither is Doc Rivers. He's trash. <laughs> Good. Good Lord. <laughs> it's, um, it's a little edgier than Springer's final thought, you know? A little more bite to it with Papa Bear. <laughs> a little more beard to it. A little more beard to it as well. Coming up next from the Geico Studios.
It's the worst takeaway following this whole Conor McGregor melee. It's Brian Nell, Annie from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Progressive's new Home Quote Explorer was built to save you time and money by allowing you to compare multiple quote options all online. So head to Progressive.com today and see if you can save. It's Brian Noaney from Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. We're coming to you from the Geico Studios. Also brought to you by Granger, the products and services you need when you need them. Granger's got your back to help you to help your facility keep running smoothly. Granger for the ones who get it done. So E from this whole Conor McGregor deal, a lot of reaction to it with him going nuts on Thursday night before UFC 223. And I've been hearing it's it started with Dana White saying I don't think anybody's a Conor McGregor fan anymore. And I've been hearing this quite a bit how many fans he supposedly lost and all. I take you back to the Mayweather fight right before it where they were just they were going well beyond the line and there were a lot of media people writing like this is disgusting I can't believe it like nobody likes this stuff all that remember that Ephraim how they were going on and on about that yeah I do and what people have to realize it's fighting people okay right right it's fighting right right when when I play golf reaction not playing uh chess it's fighting it's literally I'm going to take my fist and punch your eye socket loose. <laughs> that's right. That's, that's, that's what it is. <laughs> it totally is that. But for everybody who said it then with the Mayweather fight coming up, anybody saying it now after McGregor throws a dolly into the bus window, and this is when they were promoting the Mayweather fight, and McGregor had this back and forth with the crowd. Check it out. I want everyone in this arena to scream. At the top of your lungs, the Mayweathers. One, two, three. Like, that's the thing, Ephraim. For all the columns I saw, for all the articles, this is just outrageous. This is disgusting. Everybody is just, thinks this is vile. They're yelling at the top of their lungs, bleep the Mayweathers, okay? So for anybody who's saying that he lost all of his fans because he threw a dolly through a window, which was stupid, you're fooling yourself if you think everybody jumped off the bandwagon. Yeah, no no one jumped off the bandwagon. You got to remember, when things got a little out of control and they started saying things like he's racist, what did he do? He broke character and came right in. Hey, I just want you to know that is not the case. So right, so, yeah. but he got real serious. He did. He got real serious. Had a whole lot of hullabaloo prior to that. Wait a second. No, uh, what he said was uh, he's not racist. He's black from the waist down. That's what he said. Okay, and you added that because no, he actually said that. Okay. I'm not even joking. You're being totally serious. Okay. Thanks. Thanks, uh, Papa. That's Bear. actually a really <laughs> important uh, thing you left out there. Thanks, thanks, Papa. You're Bear. welcome. This is where you hit the applause. And uh, you're welcome. The Keep the change, Playboy. <laughs> we just move on after that. <laughs> this was actually this was Dana White. Listen to Dana and his outlook on Connor after the whole thing on Thursday. Listen, you don't like Habib and you don't like what happened or whatever, then fight Habib. You can come in here and you can do it legally. This fight's happening Saturday. We could have talked and made the. Khabib fight right after. You could do whatever you wanted to Khabib within the limits of the rules of, you know, fighting. But you want to grab 30 friends and come down here and do what you did today? It's disgusting. And I don't think anybody is going to be huge Conor McGregor fans after this. And he's right. Look, yeah. 
The bottom line I don't think is anybody's going to be a huge fan anymore. Really, you're no in one. the fight business. If you have a problem with him, come punch his eye socket out. That's it. That's fine. That's fine. This that's is fi- the one that- form you have if you don't like someone. That's great. You right, can that, literally but- get paid millions of dollars to push sure. his eye through the back of his head. Right. We got that. But there's two issues going on. There's that issue that you're hitting on with the Khabib thing, and we'll extend on that. And there's the other issue, which is, yeah, this was stupid for Conor McGregor to do it, but to think that he's lost all of his fans. No, Come on, man. No. That's on, ridiculous. Now. That's crazy. All right, so a little bit more on McGregor, and also the NFL draft's right around the corner. Could we be seeing history again? It's Brian No, Andy from Salam. Ephraim, I know you're not the greatest baseball fan, and that's fine. It's no big deal. But um, our producer, Gavin, he loves the Angels, and he's going to go see Shohei Otani tomorrow. And I'm just curious, would you ever be up for going to a game with the crew? Absolutely. If Gavin was like, hey, man, you want to roll? Let's catch out do the, it. Catch the Angels? You, you up for that? let me know. I'm, down, I'm in. Okay, that's good. Team player, I like that. I've already seen uh, the Angels beat the cards with Brian, so I will gladly take uh, Salam. They didn't win that game. Yeah, no, they didn't. That's just, <laughs> just a good line. Just <laughs> no, look, I was hoping your memory was just terrible. And look, it's not that I hate baseball. I do not. I, I mean, I like sports. I like competition. Um, I'm more into it now because I'm a assistant coach of my son's uh, little league team. So I'm learning the game and having an appreciation for the game. As a matter of fact, uh, I was telling you uh, last week I took my son to a San Diego State uh, dirtbag game at, at, down in Long Beach. Right. So I, I'm 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 getting there, man. I can. I was watching the Dodgers uh, play the Giants today. Look at you, you nice know? man. I, I, my own. I just turned it on myself. Yeah. You know, oh man, so. we're gonna do a show here in a couple of months. And you're gonna be texting me like, I'm be talking about the war. I'm gonna be talking about the war. You know, <laughs> just everything. I got thoughts on Clayton Kershaw's rising whip. It's like you know yeah, what? I don't uh, like this. It's not good. <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking forward to that. I'm man. a student. A- I'm a student of sports, man. So I just never had a reason to. I didn't play when I was a kid, and I just never really had a reason to get into it. You know. Yeah. But now, I mean, at least I gotta know. I teach him how to stand. And swing the bat at least. So, if I your well son watch. is uh, more into golf, if he takes up golf, are you going to be watching the majors if Tiger isn't in contention? Yeah, yeah. Anything okay. my kids want to do, I'm all in. I'm what all in. What would be the man. worst possible sport for them to be in? Where you're like, oh gosh, soccer, really? Boxing. Or whatever. I don't know. Boxing. Yeah, I, I mean, just in terms of the just watching your kid get hit. Yeah, man, yeah. I he, I know yeah. you know that feeling you sure. get. He falls down outside, scrapes his knee. It's just like, oh my god, what is he? Right. <laughs> like, he's never gonna walk again. Son, dodge he's the never jab. Never gonna walk Goodness, again, man. I'm like, son, gosh. you can't keep letting him hit your eye like that. Okay, <laughs> if you don't move your eye, then we can't do this anymore. <laughs> That's right. Um, we're gonna circle back to this Conor McGregor thing, but a little bit of on the NFL. I saw this on Pro Football Talk today, Ephraim, and I wanted to get your thoughts on it, where we haven't seen six quarterbacks go in the first round since the 1983 draft. And there's a possibility, there's an outside chance that we see six quarterbacks drafted in the first round. Do you think that's going to happen no. in 2018, or you say no? No. You go no on that. You think Mason Rudolph's a second rounder? Yes. 
You might be right. The one thing that I pause and say ah, it could happen is because of that fifth year. When you get those first rounders, right. you get that extra year where you have them for cheap. And that is very, very appealing when it comes to a quarterback. Yeah, it is. But over, you know, adding pieces that can help you now, you know what I mm-hmm. mean? That's that, oh, yeah. that's that's the tough one. That's yeah. a tough one right now. If you if you have if you can add someone that can help you now, do you really want to gamble on that? Do you want to take that? Right as a GM, you're looking like, uh, yeah, we can get them for cheap now, uh, but we really need a safety. <laughs> you know, right? Well, that's where I'm really interested in the teams that they don't have to have a guy right now, but they might need a guy pretty soon. The Saints, yeah, but you don't take the, the guy Patriots in the first round though. You don't take him in the first round. Chargers. Because if, if you, you think don't he's take him. be the solution of the future, Yeah, but you, you don't take him do. because you got to look at the, what the other teams have done. But, right? but look if at the this, Packers. Look, look at You wouldn't have Aaron Rodgers with the Packers with that way of thinking. Because Favre had a couple of good years left when they drafted Aaron Rodgers. Right. I get it. So there might be a team this year that thinks along those same lines. But he was, he, what, 24th overall pick, you know? Yeah, but that's Aaron Rodgers, though. I know. I, right? I'm not like, saying I mean, they that's, grow that's on trees. But... That's Aaron Rodgers. It's a little different yeah. when you're talking about Aaron Rodgers. I, I know they don't grow <laughs> on trees, but it's this. It's the same concept where you're trying to find that next QB because you can't be playing musical chairs and be standing up and there's no chairs to sit on and you've got no quarterback. You've got to find your next QB. I, I, I understand, but you can get that next QB in the second round is what I'm telling you. I hear you. If you're going you. to get your QB for the, you know, for the the distant future, then mm-hmm. second round. If you want someone to start when September rolls around, then you get yourself a first round draft pick. Right? Kirk Cousins was a fourth round draft pick. Mm-hmm. Russell Wilson was a third round draft pick. Right. You got Derek Carr, Drew Brees, a handful of guys in the second round. So right? yeah. So don't yeah, sure. you don't have to do that because if you need help somewhere else. And you're looking at this potential project at quarterback. Don't don't cut your nose off to spite your face. Well, that's the part to me is there's going to be one of these teams that doesn't have to have a guy right here right now that's going to make a move for a quarterback. And do they trade up? Do they move up into the higher first round to get them? I want to see. Is it the Ravens who make a move and they say, you know what, this Flacco thing just isn't quite working out. We're making a move for the quarterback of the future, and we're trading up to get one. One of these teams is going to make a move where you're like, wow, that's bold. Okay, so let's break it down. If, if you Okay, we know Cleveland uh going to take a quarterback. The Jets need a quarterback. They're, they got to go QB. Right. Sure. Um, the, the Colts are not. No. Tampa Bay will not. No. Uh, Chicago will not. San Francisco will not. Nope. Oakland will not. No, uh, I agree with you. Yeah. Redskins Dolphins won't. might. Dolphins Dolphins, could. Dolphins may. <laughs> Dolphins. Yeah. Uh, Green Bay hey, won't. Hey, pipe down there, six and Gr- ten. Green Bay. Green Bay won't. Arizona <laughs> probably will. So you, and when you look at the teams, like who would, out of all those teams that need quarterback, who would be, let's say, the sixth team? that would take mm-hmm. a chance and draft somebody in the first round. Well, I look at these teams like Philly, no, New England, no. Arizona, N- N- yes. Yeah, Ravens, of course Arizona, yes. yes. Right, right. Yeah. Chargers possibly. Mm-hmm. Pittsburgh. 
possibly. Saints, possibly. Patriots, possibly. That's you a know? lot of possibilities. There's a lot of them. Sure, right? that's but, what I'm saying. But would you get, if you're the Saints, or would you get someone that Drew Brees can throw the ball to right now? Well, you get I mean, what I'm listen, saying? I absolutely get what you're right. saying. So, but so now if, it's like if Lamar Jackson, who I don't think is going to be fantastic, but let's just say if he falls all the way down to the bottom half of this of the first round, and you're looking at Breeze and you're like, what's he have left? One, two years, three tops. So we at twenty seven, discount on at twenty seven, Lamar Jackson. You're saying that you would take Lamar Jackson at twenty seven in the first round, and you have Drew Brees for two more years. That's what you're saying. Yeah. No, you don't do that. I, he's going to go in the. He might go in the top ten. He's going to go in the top half. Ooh. I can't imagine he would get down to twenty seventh. Yeah. No. I mean, that's you know how it goes, Ephraim. I do. When know you've how got it goes. a quarterback who who might be a a legitimate ten year solution. You're going to see these teams all of a sudden just leapfrog one another and try Who to get this guy. might be, though? Like, that's a lot. That's yeah. a lot. Like, yeah. if, I'm, if, if I'm Peyton Manning, I mean, uh, um, if I'm um, um, the coach uh, for the Saints. Uh, oh, Sean Payton. Sean Payton. Excuse me. Right. Um, I'm not looking at what I can do in two years because in two years I may not be here. Right, I'm not looking you, for man, the quarterback but... for two years from now. What I'm looking for is we need another weapon on the outside for Drew Brees. We got a dynamic duo on running game, or we need an offensive lineman, right, to shore up the pocket. Right, but, but I'm not look, looking from... at. But this right. is just, um, and this is just the Saints. We're talking about this one team, right? And you can go through the other teams, and, and you know, and it's different arguments. But sure. For someone you know who's probably going to throw for five thousand yards, sure, I got close you. to it. Are you going to go get his replacement in two? That'll be around for two years. If you believe in that replacement, absolutely. But I don't know if that's a, and that's a good point. I don't know if they're outside of the top four guys. I don't know if the belief is there on the other two. Right, that's fine, but. Again, take Aaron Rodgers out of this for a second. The Packers drafting a quarterback in 2005 in the first round. They were in the 07 championship game. Remember the interception far through to Corey Webster? Yeah. And Tom Coughlin's face was about to break off, and the Giants won the NFC title game, went on to beat the undefeated Patriots. The Packers were in the NFC title game in 07, that season, How old just a was couple he? of years after using a first rounder on Aaron Rodgers, you know? Yeah. So it doesn't mean that you have no chance at winning or competing for a Super Bowl. Yeah, but Bowl what you got to do is you, you got go to look a, a you, QB in the first. No, but round. you got to look at your team, and if they didn't have a need that they can address and a player that they can address at that spot, then yeah, you do that. That's what I'm talking about. It's all about your need. You don't want to give up a need mm. now. For two years down the road. That doesn't but make when any that, sense. That makes when no that sense. Two years down the road is quarterback? No, man. Yes. No. Yes. What? Unless you've got like this so can't you mean miss non quarterback player there that's going yeah, to be the difference. That's okay, what I'm I, saying. Like if you have if you have a if you have a talent, if you have a talent there that can help your organization this year uh-huh. that you in the late first round, you take that. I don't care 
what you thinking about two years from now? Because that's not how the NFL works. You talking about two years from now? It's, it nobody's look, thinking like that. Not okay, not in this climate look at this right now. Too. Look at this too, Ephraim. Let's go just for the sake of argument. Let's go with the last handful of twenty seventh overall picks. Okay, right. This is a premium spot, but you're not guaranteed to to land a difference maker even there in the first round. So it's, it's too soon with last year's draft. Tredavious White looks pretty good for the Buffalo right, Bills, yeah. the cornerback, mm-hmm. right, out of LSU. He looks like a player. How about Kenny Clark with the Packers? Defensive tackle. Uh, it, he hasn't done a whole lot. No. It's early. Um, going back, Byron Jones, safety with the Cowboys. Hmm? Mm-hmm. All right. Mm-hmm. He's okay. Dayon Buchanan is a good player for the Cardinals. Yeah, he is. He's 27th overall. Uh, DeAndre Hopkins is a stud for the uh, Texans. Kevin Zeitler, very good guard. Yeah. It got a handful at 27. Jimmy Smith, starting quarterback for the, the Ravens. Very, uh, very good player. Devin McCourty with the Patriots. Corners. Look, man, you can find some players. Then you go Donald Brown running back with the Colts. You know, so you got the boom, the bus, right? The you bust do. over there. You do. Antoine Cason, remember him, Gavin, the corner out of Arizona for your for your Chargers. All too well. The, Arizona, how was he? How did he work uh, out? Terrible. The funny thing terrible. is, there are no projects though, right? There are no. We'll see this guy in a couple years, mm-hmm. right? Out of all those players, they got an opportunity to play or try to play, but you don't yeah. see any. Well, we'll see it. We'll put him on the shelf for a couple years. You don't <laughs> see any of that there, which you know, as to my point that you're trying to do things. All of those players, their organizations that drafted them thought that they could help them that year, right? Mm-hmm. It wasn't, in a couple of years, this kid's going to be good. That's what the third and fourth round is for. That's exactly what those rounds are for. Now, if you were, and even greater than that, the remainder of the draft. That's how you it, build your team out. I now, if someone that, emerges... Someone yeah. emerges from that later uh, round, the later rounds of the draft, and becomes a stud for you. Then now you got action, right? I'll say this real quick though, Ephraim. It's like a car. All right, think of an NFL team like a car. The quarterback position is if you're smelling smoke, that's probably the transmission. You need to address that immediately. Okay. Okay. Like you need to check that out. If, if it's something else where it's like, hey, you know, uh, I don't know, man, the. Uh, the windows just aren't working whatsoever. It's like, that sucks, but you can get by with that for a little bit. That might be a non-quarterback position. So the point is, if you've got one of these needs at the quarterback position and you're going to be left without one, you have got to be ahead of the curve on that. Yeah, You can't be with, left without, without one. Without one next year or without mm-hmm. one in a couple years? In a, the, in a couple of the years. The couple years thing yeah. is... It's not a lot of Aaron Rodgers out there. You know, it's not a lot of that. You look look mm-hmm. what happened with Jimmy Garoppolo. They waited too long. He's gone now. Right. Well, that's because Brady is exactly. uncommon. You so know, playing that long. Now they waited too long. Right. So what, why not get someone who can actually help you right now? Who can stop you from getting fired in two years? Well, it's, they still traded him for something. I, yeah, they still they got a second it, round draft pick. Yeah, I mean, I don't know yeah, if they recouped yeah. it, but. Given you know his talent level, he could have been the Patriots quarterback for the next fifteen years. You think that second round pick that they got is going to be for the next fifteen years? 
Well, that's why Belichick hates it's, drafts it's, right at now. number forty-three. <laughs> the forty-third pick in in the twenty eighteen draft hold on, hold on. Is, is going we, to be their guy for the next fifteen years. How are we going to get Oscars music before Papa Bear's final thought on this? Oh yeah, he don't know. He's picking food out of his beard. Yeah. Why? Why are you always worried about, worried about what I be doing? Oh my! All but my beard. All but my Kool Aid, and you don't even know what flavor it is. Oh. <laughs> We're coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio Studios. 15 minutes could save you 15% or more on car insurance. Visit Geico.com for a free rate quote. Favorite flavor of Kool-Aid real quick, Ephraim. What is it? Oh, uh, grape drink. I want that purple drink. Grape. Go purple. That purple I go drink. green. Nothing like green Kool-Aid, man. It's fantastic. Are you? Do you do the uh, pre-mixed or do you mix it yourself? You do the pre-mix. I don't even know huh? what well, pre-mixed you, is. Well, you just put the water in and then stir it. And <laughs> yeah, they've, already, just, uh, they've already sweetened it for you? Oh, no. I just throw the Kool-Aid in there. I put about a half a bag of sugar, and then I taste it. I'm like, needs more sugar. A little more and then sugar. I probably put the other half a bag what, of what sugar What do you stir it with? A big spoon. What kind? What kind of spoon? Uh, just like a, you know, like a metal spoon. No, like a man. Spoon. Wooden spoon. Come <laughs> on, man. God, you lost me. More All right, coming up next more, to the yeah, Geico more. Studios. The music's getting louder over here. <laughs> He's not exactly as good uh, as Michael Buffer at making announcements, but he is just as entertaining. We'll let you know who that is coming up. It's Brian No and Ephraim Salam as the music dies down a little bit here on Fox Sports Radio. <laughs> it's Brian No and Ephraim Salam here on Fox Sports Radio. Coming to you from the Geico Studios. Does it really change the flavor at all when you use a wooden spoon? Yes. To mix the Kool-Aid, it really does, yes. huh? Yes, it does. You're convinced of this? I know. It did change when I used a wooden spoon for my macaroni and cheese. Yep. Jeannie in Medford, who was a loyal listener of Fox Sports Radio, when I filled in for Ben Maller, she let me know. She gave me tips. Actually, on my own show, too, she would let me know. It completely was a game changer. I didn't know it worked the same way with Kool-Aid, though. Of course. Huh. I have to give it a try. I haven't had Kool-Aid in a long time. When's the last time you had Kool-Aid? Man, forever. <laughs> it's been quite a while, yeah. man. I've bought Kool-Aid uh, over the years a handful of times, and I haven't made it. It's just not, it's not the healthiest thing for you? I know, yeah. When you spill some on the counter, if you don't clean it up right away, it will stain forever. <laughs> and it's kind of scary to think what it would do to your internal organs right. and everything you know yeah staining a counter what is it supposed to make your insides happy <laughs> you know it's kind of crazy um so roger goodell no one's gonna mistake him for michael buffer i love michael buffer with the let's get ready to rumble and all that stuff it's great but um roger goodell he will be announcing first round draft picks this year more, at the nfl draft more booze a lot of booze, and you know, Ephraim, it's in Dallas this year. Oh, wow. Site of, you know, where Ezekiel Elliott plays right, and right. was suspended for six games and all of that. So you know Goodell is going to get absolutely hammered, but he'll be there for the first round. Hmm. Okay. Do you think that's good that or bad for the NFL for him to be there announcing It's good. Picks? I mean, the commissioner. Why wouldn't he be there? Right. You can't run well, away from It's part of your booze. job, right? You, yeah. You got to go with the, the, the good and the bad. You just go. Hey, you're making a bunch of money. You're making the league a bunch of money. People don't like you. Okay. 
And I think it's just as entertaining as Michael Buffer. Buffer's polished and all that. I do like Goodell just screwing names up. That adds a lot of entertainment value. Yeah, it does. Of course, the infamous Mariotto. Marcus <laughs> Mariotto. Mariotto. He doesn't get up. He's, he's sitting there waiting like, who's... who's... These are a couple Mariano. of my favorites, right? <laughs> is it my? Is it me? Am I supposed to get up right now? Here's a couple others that Goodell has messed up over the years, Ephraim. The San Francisco 49ers select Reuben Froster. Froster. <laughs> Froster. Ruben. I love that one. That's one of my favorites. How about this one? It's one of the best offensive linemen in the history of the game. Check it out. To announce the Cincinnati Bengals selection, please welcome... Anthony Munoz. What? Right. Anthony Menunos. <laughs> Anthony Munoz. <laughs> to announce the Cincinnati Bengals selection. You could tell he didn't watch football welcome. growing up. Anthony Munoz. He didn't watch football. <laughs> he didn't watch football. There's other ones, though, that, I mean, we beat up on Goodell, but there's been some ones. How about this one for Samaje P. Ryan? The Oklahoma running back. This is Michael Ely, who you know, Ephraim. The yes, Washington Redskins select Samahe Purine. Oh what? <laughs> Somebody said, oh boy. <laughs> Rich Eisen was like, oh boy, oh on boy. the NFL Network's coverage. <laughs> oh boy, that's not right. <laughs> and the infamous Tony Richardson one. This is just beautiful. The New York J-E-T-E Jets. <laughs> <laughs> What do you do? Like, what? You, don't you want to go away? Like, want to get away? Right, exactly. Can that, you imagine uh, if Goodell did the same thing? No. Oh, we would never let him J-E-T-E. live that one down. T E. Yeah. The New York J E T E Jets. The The New York Jetties. Can can you? The New York Jeep. Can I request the P Ryan one again? Because that is, I just love the confidence. That's my favorite part. There you go. The Washington Redskins select Samahe <laughs> Purine. Oh boy. Oh boy. This isn't going well. I mean, that was the right strategy. If you're looking down at the card, like, wow. That's a tough name. It really is to pronounce. Yeah, but that's why you find out what the name is that's prior true. to going out there and all of the pronunciations of that said name. Very true. It's a good point. But if you have to be standing there, he was inside the Redskins stadium. He was on a podium, and yeah. they handed him a cue card. And he's just like, all right, I'll give him my best shot. You have time. If you don't know the name you and you have time. no time, you, you got to do what he did. Just yell stuff no, you have, and you, hope you, that you you're have close. Time. Just are, bend are over and be like, hey, hey how do you pronounce this? Are you explaining it to it? Like, hey, look, I don't want to mess this young man's name up. This is a, a chance of a <laughs> lifetime for him. Give me one second. You get clarification. He okay. would respect that a lot more than having mm-hmm. his name, his moment, <laughs> besmirched <laughs> by being overzealous. The Washington Redskins select Samahe Purine. Oh boy. I'm going to talk to Michael about that too. <laughs> Samahe. Ruben Froster. Samahe. He, who were you? Who were you introducing, Michael? <laughs> Anthony Munoz. Oh my God. <laughs> well, I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad I had no telling what they would have called me. 
the oh dra- man, the, yeah. the, the credits were rolling when I got drafted, so I don't. Even you know, probably. You I don't had, even know if anybody was up there announcing. I don't know if they announced picks that late in the draft, right? Or the infamous Brett Favor yep. announcement. Brett of course, uh, Favor. Favor. I, I could see you being a little salty about them screwing up Ephraim. If that's your moment. Yeah, it would have been Ephraim Salim or something like that. It been, right, like, right, right. Yeah, I was salty. I got drafted at the end of the draft. That was enough salt for me. That would have been extra salt. Yeah, it would been salty extra enough. dose of salt. Had right all the there. salt I could have. Yeah. I could take. Someone who isn't uh, salty to a, to a fault. That would be our guy, Steve DeSager. You know, got a positive attitude, upbeat. Yet another you know, segue. Energetic. Yeah. Do not yes. try this at home, kids. You know, yeah. does he get any extra points announcing that P. Ryan name so poorly by selling it? No. He's like totally in it. No. Nope. I'm telling you, Steve, that's the best way you could do it. Is uh, no. Ephraim has the best idea? Is you you yes, you, you get clarification? Before, yes. Right. But if you're just like, hey, I'm going for it. And no, you're trying don't, don't to get within the ballpark. It. You just have to extend syllables, and yeah. hopefully it's in the ballpark. You remember the Oscars a year ago where Warren oh Beatty God. hems and haws, and then Faye Dunaway just sells it. La La Land. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> it's completely incorrect, but okay, that's right. Everybody will cheer, and you'll figure it out later. Yeah, well, whatever. <laughs> Seems like it's the right answer. We'll go with that. Well, we do have a ball game that's still going in San Francisco. They had a rain out last night. They started a couple hours late just to make sure the rain was finished today, and now they're going to the 13th inning. Dodgers and Giants tied 4-4. Meanwhile, Boston now 7-1 this season, beat Tampa Bay 10-3. Mets are 6-1 this season. They won at Washington 3-2, although Bryce Harper did hit his fifth homer. That leads the majors. The Cubs scored four runs in the top of the ninth for a 5-2 win at Milwaukee. Philadelphia led Miami 9-1 in the third inning, hitting two early grand slams. Eventually, Phillies 20-1 the final. Cincinnati had a record of just 1-5. They trailed 4-0 in the second inning at Pittsburgh, but the Reds have come back for a win tonight, 7-4. The Padres are scoreless in the bottom of the 10th at Houston. You'd think that was at Petco Park, the way there's no scoring. Rangers lead 5-1 over Toronto in the bottom of the 8th. It's the Angels trailing at home for the moment. Top of the 5th, A's 3-2 over the Halos. And at Colorado, Rockies a 2-1 lead against the Braves in the top of the 8th. There were a lot of day games and a lot of cold games for Fortunately, that uh, Milwaukee game, they got a roof in the place. But Minnesota, for example, by all means, first week of April, let's have some outdoor games in Minnesota on the schedule. So yet again, it was bad today. In fact, 27 degrees at first pitch. Seattle won 11-4 over the Twins. We have NBA to update. There is the end of the regular season coming. That's Wednesday night. Right now, the Thunder trailing 85-84 at Houston, about 10 minutes to go. And currently, it's the Pelicans ahead at Golden State with under four minutes left, 119-111. Thunder and Pelicans each with 45 wins in that bunched-up Western Conference standings. And Mm. of note to a certain co-host, the uh, Trailblazers are tied at San Antonio. 70-all, late third quarter, Denver won today. That's good. We need the Blazers to win tonight we, so they can call we, the dogs off when we. they face the Nuggets and the Nuggets can get that one more elusive win 
to hit the over on their total win. But then mark. by Wednesday yeah. night, Denver does have to play at Minnesota to end the regular season. Uh, as far as the playoffs, by the way, Minnesota does hold yeah. the tiebreaker. Currently, yes, mm. your Nuggets, your Nuggets with forty-five wins. My Nuggets. As well. You had nothing One on more the, win. the Masters. Patrick Reed is up by three strokes at the Masters. I wonder what the odds were on that. <laughs> I, I mean, everyone I, was betting Tiger, right? He's still yes. four over par, barely in the top 40. I don't have any Scooby snacks on the Masters. I'll put it that way, Steve DeSager. No cash on the Masters. Because I, you know, I don't really know what the heck's going on. So I'm not going to put any any Scoobies on it. Good. It's entertaining, you know? I've got my limits, Ephraim. You make me sound like I'm a maverick over here, you know? <laughs> That's funny. <laughs> Out of control. <laughs> It's Brian, though, Andy from Salam coming to you live from the Geico Fox Sports Radio studios. It's easy to save 15% or more on car insurance with Geico. Go to geico.com or call 800-947-AUTO. The only hard part, figuring out which way is easier. You know what's interesting, Ephraim, is they just flashed during this Thunder Rockets game, which has been very, very good. It's a two-point game with about nine minutes to go. They just showed that Mike D'Antoni has the fourth most wins among active head coaches. And I just started thinking about the Warriors and how they are basically either the legacy breakers or the legacy makers, where they really helped LeBron James when LeBron you know, beat them, along with Kyrie and company, when the Warriors had won 73 games. That was a huge, huge landmark win for LeBron, huge. winning a title for Cleveland, all that stuff. They're also preventing legacies from getting bigger, like last season's finals with them dusting the Cavs. If you think about how that relates to not only James Harden, Chris Paul, Mike D'Antoni, if the Rockets somehow figured out a way to beat the Warriors and went on to win a title, you're talking about three legacies that are greatly altered with the Warriors being the team to beat. Yeah, that's a good point. That's a really good point. Like when you have a dynamic, like if anyone would have stepped up and beat the Bulls when they were in their heyday, yeah, that would oh, have gosh. been tremendous, right? Yeah. The conversation would have been different. Yeah, Jordan was undefeated until he ran up against so and so. Stockton and Malone, right? They did it, you know. Yep. That would have been huge, especially at the tail end where they imagine if Jordan and the Bulls, who had won five rings, lost the '98 Finals. To the Jazz. Oh my God! I mean, dude, it's hey, but it, that would have made but, Stockton but, and Malone's legacies. But you know what? That speaks to the greatness of Michael Jordan because no one thought that was going to happen. Like no one right. thought that was possible, and it didn't happen. Like no, no one was going like, man, what if they beat them? I think they can beat them. They were just like, yeah, no, it's, it's not going to happen. That's how great he was. It's like he was willing it to happen. This yeah, it's going to happen. <laughs> But we look at Dan Tony and we're like, yeah, this dude, he wins a bunch of regular season games. I'm not the offense. He doesn't pre defense. Right. But it's the same. And and that's what I believe also. I believe that bites him when it really counts come playoff time. Until he wins a championship, that's always going to be the way he's thought of. That's exactly right. But can you imagine if they found a way to beat the Warriors and go on to win a title, how that would just do a 180? Yeah, it'd be amazing. Yeah. He'd be progressive. This is the modern day NBA. This is the new realm right, of thinking. Right. That he would be cutting edge if he was able to win a title. Cutting edge.
Yeah, that's exactly the way it would go down, man. So, I'm I mean, still, we I'm get still, a lot of fanboy I'm, stuff. I'm still upset with him what he did with the Lakers, so. Oh, gosh, that was a complete dumpster that fire, man. A, that, was, that was awful. It was awful. I can't blame the Knicks, him. I have to Knicks blame, were uh, much better. <laughs> I have to uh, blame Jerry Buss. It was his fault. Uh, we get a lot of fanboy stuff here, like Brandon checks in at the No Show at Ephraim Salam and says, no team fears Golden State. They're not that much better than every team and will not make <laughs> it back to the finals. Really? <laughs> there's, there's not much separation between the Warriors and anybody else in the Western Conference final, uh, playoffs. Really? No? Don't see any gap? Dead heat. Is that how you see it, Ephraim? No. Okay. No, come on, Good. Good. No, I'll much. tell you what, man. There is no team in sports right now that makes fans dumber than the Golden State Warriors. You're right. I'm telling you, there's there's nobody else. Because people want them to lose, which is fine. That's totally fine. I want them to lose. But I'm not going to become dumb because I want that to happen. You know? There's a difference right there. Yeah, there's definitely a difference. And look, nobody wants to see Golden State in the playoffs because we're getting caught up right now on, oh, did they lost these games and struggling. Right, yeah. Come next weekend. A oh, whole different ball game. We got a serious situation on our hands. Come next yeah. weekend. Yep. Right? They are – they Golden, Golden State hates the regular season. It's safe to say that. <laughs> That's right. They hate it so much, Kevin Durant was getting himself thrown out of games so he wouldn't get fined for resting. In well, my I mean, opinion, I They're think, trying to avoid injuries at this in, point, In my really. opinion, Steve would say, hey, give us one good quarter. You go out there, do whatever you got to do to get back to the locker room. Take it easy. If Steve Kerr gave a pregame speech like, we got to be the first – to the floor on a loose ball. They, they would look at him like, like he what? had three heads. They'd like, be like, what are you talking what? about? Loose ball. In no. in the regular season? No, no we're pass on Come that on. player. No. <laughs> That's right. Come playoff time, different ball game. And you're going to see a much different team. I'm just surprised they've avoided yawning visibly throughout every quarter at the end of the regular season. Because that's all they're doing. They're trying to avoid injuries and... They're waiting for the boredom to finally be done. Because that's a team that doesn't respond unless they're truly challenged. They're not challenged by the regular season. No, not at all. Yeah. Look at the ebbs and flows and ups and downs of Cleveland, the Cleveland Cavaliers. Right? I mean, it's it's just let's get to the postseason and Mm -hmm. then let's play basketball. Yeah. Now, Cleveland had a major overhaul uh, at the, the trading deadline, so they had to work through some things. Mm-hmm. But remember, it was a clear consensus that Cleveland probably wasn't going to come out of the East because of what Boston was doing, what Toronto was doing, how Cleveland looked struggling. Now all of a sudden, ooh, it's like, oh, okay, well, it looks like they righted the ship, and Boston has been struck with injuries. Toronto, we're not convinced, Right. So right. now, so now it's clearly Cleveland and King James, clearly. Yeah, it's something else we got to get to next coming up from the Geico Studios. How 
the current war the current rockets are just like the old warriors. I'll explain. It's coming up next. Brian No Any from Salam right here on Fox Sports Radio. Sports Radio coming to you from the Geico Studios. Great news. It's a quick way you could save money. Switch to Geico. Go to Geico.com. And in 15 minutes, you could save 15% or more on car insurance. I was just thinking, E, from that, you got to keep this in mind when you're looking at the, the Rockets and the Warriors. The Rockets right now are like the old Warriors, the way that they attack the regular season. Is they're they're the team that hasn't won a championship. Right. There's a team. They're a something team that hasn't been close. Yeah, something to prove. They haven't been close to winning a title. So they're approaching the regular season with a different kind of hunger. You have to keep that in mind as it relates to the postseason when everybody's going to have the same amount of hunger. You know what I mean? Yep. That's exactly right. Like it's um, it's hard to continue to put forth that effort in the regular season when you're consistently going to the finals and winning um, because it just becomes monotonous, long. You know you mm-hmm. have the talent to win a championship. The last thing you want to do is get someone hurt. Right. So the regular season takes on a different you – know, like, and it doesn't matter. The seeds, when you're as good as yeah. the Golden State Warriors, they don't care what seed they are. Same with the the Cavs. We've Same seen thing. this for years where they're like, who cares? Number one seed? Doesn't eh, matter. Whatever. Doesn't Let the matter. Pacers have it. It's you fine. Know. <laughs> and yeah, which is evident because the Pelicans just beat the Warriors 126 to 120, mm-hmm. which helps the Pelicans in that log jam of uh, the bottom half of the Western Conference. Yeah. Huge win for them. So in order to keep pace, Oklahoma City has to pull this out. They're currently up 100 to 92 with 410 left in the fourth quarter. So, I mean, it's interesting. These teams are playing hard. They, they they're are. not out there resting. The Rockets are still playing hard. Yeah. Because, like you said, they're the old Warriors. They have something yeah. to prove. The regular season still means something to them. Even though they've locked up home court throughout the playoffs, James Harden is still in the game. Yeah, he's Chris still Paul, there. Chris Paul still in the game. That's right. Yep. Right? So it means something to them. It's kind of like you ever watch uh, a long-running race in the Olympics or something? Yeah. The, either either a mile or longer. There's always that guy that starts off just running fast, geez. right? He's setting the pace. Yeah. It doesn't mean he's going to win the race. No. Okay? Like, that could be the way the Rockets are. The Rockets are the dude that started off running as fast as they could from the beginning. They still... They got a chance to win the race well, they got if the demons. Warriors are banged up. They have some but demons. But that doesn't mean they're going to win expunge. it because they started off the fastest. That's you right. Know? Yeah, they got demons that they need to uh, put to rest, especially oh, Chris gosh, Paul. Yes. Yes. Mike D'Antoni. James Harden. James Harden. <laughs> These things, they got some demons that won't allow them to sleep at night. That's right. So this means something, right? They don't want to seem like. They're letting up going into the playoffs because that's been their M.O. Yeah. You know, whatever teams they were on prior to being here in Houston. A little bit of football before we get on out of here. Sure, let's do it. I I saw this tweet from Wade Phillips, defensive coordinator of the Rams. You tell me if you like this or if you go thumbs down on this, okay? He tweets, you asked what's cooking with the Rams – they say we are getting too many star players, so sue us. 
course, a couple of uh, Brandon Cooks with Cookin and Dominican Sue with right. So Sue Us. Right. You go double thumbs down or just single thumbs down? I go sideways <laughs> thumbs. That's pretty clever for someone. Okay, you, you do, know, you're okay with it. Pretty clever for someone, you know. <laughs> so it's like, in his, what is he, in his of 70s a, of a, now? Of a previous generation other yeah. than mine. Tweeting, yeah. It wasn't even phones when he was growing up, so. <laughs> I like the idea telegraphs. of Wade just putting this thing together. Like, you know, some, I could work in cooking. Some I could crazy, work in his Sue. neighbor was some yeah. crazy guy out there with a kite and a key tied to it. <laughs> For him to embrace Twitter like that, I, I like it, man. Why not? By the way, I, I'm not going to hold you to this because we haven't even seen the draft yet, Ephraim, but. What do you think about the Rams this season? I oh, mean, spectacular. What they've done. Yeah. See, what they realize is, hey, look, we cannot rest on our, our, our laurels at all. Mm-hmm. We shocked a lot of people. We'll have a tougher, we'll have a first-place schedule. People don't understand how what that means, right? So they'll have a tougher schedule. They can't just stay the same, and that's very important. A lot of teams who've had early success or, or success – we're not having success previously. We did it. We got here, and then they kind of just stay the same. We did that in '98 with the Falcons. We didn't upgrade. We didn't do anything, and it we suffered the next year. They're trying to make it so that doesn't happen, and I love yeah. it. I love what they're doing. Are you seeing Super Bowl? I'm seeing in their future. One of the top two teams in the NFC. Mm. Who's the other? Um, Minnesota. Yeah, you like Cousins. Minnesota. The Cousins Express. Yeah, they upgraded. I'm ready, man. Is it time for the season yet? Let's get it started. Let's go. At Bed 365 we don't do ordinary. We believe that every sport should be epic. Every home run, every hit, every inning, every play. From the moments that are legendary to the ones that fly under the radar. Whether it's a walk-off grand slam or a base hit to center field. Whatever the sport, whatever the moment, it's never ordinary at Pet365. 21 plus only must be present in Ohio. If you or someone you know has a gambling problem and wants help, call 1-800-GAMBLER. Hey guys, you know what this playground could use? A wine country, huh? A redwood forest would be cool. Ski slopes! Wait! Did we just invent California? Discover why California is the ultimate playground at visitcalifornia.com. If a new house is on your wish list in the next five years, grow your savings faster and experience your dreams with an Ohio Homebuyer Plus account from Kemba Financial Credit Union. A savings account specifically designed to save for a new home where you can earn 7% APY, a $500 matching bonus, and a $1,500 mortgage closing cost credit. Learn more at Kemba.org. Offer expires March 31st, 2025. APY equals annual percentage yield. Restrictions apply. NMLS 292230. Equal housing lender. Federally insured by NCUA. Zumo Play is your destination for endless entertainment. With a diverse lineup of 350-plus live channels, movies, and full TV series, you'll easily find something to watch right away. And the best part? It's all free. Love music? Get lost in the 90s with iHeart 90s. Dance away with hip-hop beats and more on the iHeart Radio music channels. No logins, no signups, no accounts, no hassle. So what are you waiting for? Start streaming at play.xumo.com or download from the app and Google Play stores today. All you can stream with Zumo Play.